donkey down in Louisiana where the biscuits and gravy all I This is man, let's go honky tonk down I used to be able to name every nut that there was. And that used to drive my mother crazy because she used to say, Harlan Pepper, if you don't stop naming nuts. And the joke was, of course, that we lived in Pine Nut. And I think that's what put it in my head at that, at that point. So I'd go to sleep. She'd hear me in the other room and she would just start yelling. I'd say, Peanut, Hazelnut, Cashew Nut, Macadamia Nut. That was the one that would send her <laughs> into a, going crazy. She said, You stop naming nuts. And Hubert used to be able to make the sound. And he wasn't talking, but he used to go, <laughs> It sounded like macadamia nut. Pine nut, which is a nut, but it's also the name of the town. Pistachio nut. Red pistachio nut. Natural, all natural, white pistachio nut. This is Bob Clouser, and I met Mike Vincent. And I don't think I'm going to give him my phone number and go fishing with him. <laughs> He wouldn't even take your number. I tried to give it to him. He's like, I don't, yeah. I don't want it. Whatever. I guess, I guess Bob just don't like me. I'm not, I'm not everybody's, you know, everybody's uh, style. I don't know. I guess. Well, I, Michael, just so you know, I talked him into saying that. He, he was kidding around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it probably. Took he really much. didn't talk to you. Yeah. No. <laughs> he didn't talk. I know. No. no. Well, yeah. Well, welcome to the Leap Day Show. God, this happens once every four years. Once, once every so. four years. I mean, we've been doing this two and a half months. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, trying to put some math together and just totally r- roadblock me. Oh, well, this will be the first of our our quarter quarter decade. Leap year show thing. I don't know if that made any sense, but well, well, to y'all me, must be drinking. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, hey, we are, pop a We might be. It's Monday afternoon. Hey, it's afternoon. Are you at the flood time? Yeah, Mama. We at the there flood she time. Is. <laughs> we missed her last episode in Asheville. Oh, was she not? Well, we weren't at the flood time. We weren't. No, it's Are you at the scoff? Oh, it just doesn't have the same ring to it. It, it does. Really it does. If I would have tried to explain to her, hey, we're at Southern. Culture on the Fly Studios at the Asheville Orvis event. It's a lot. As Flood Tide, I don't know if she. Hey even... y'all, at the scoff at the Orvis on Flood. Yeah, no, it wouldn't have worked. Much. Wouldn't have worked. <laughs> well, we're Douglas right now, but hopefully we're gonna get a special treat in about 30 minutes from now. Oh yeah, it's gonna Doug be Rowland to roll in here after a root canal. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be fun to see what he. Uh... Well, I, mean, I was literally shocked. Is Kelsey driving him though? We're not letting him drive. Yeah, he's driving. They oh, said God. he could drive. They said he'd be able to drive. That's not going to be good. <laughs> they might pull that uh, idea back once they wake him up. That's I true. Mean, I can't wait to just see what that's going to be all about. How much? How often? Is my tooth supposed to hurt yeah. so bad? <laughs> how many? 
How many times are we gonna hear him say, "Dude, I'm just totally numb right here." Oh, dude, I'm just totally. He's gonna have the gauze like all packed in there and just like spitting all over a microphone. It's gonna be terrible. Like you could get like, "Where, where are you numb at?" And he like point right at it. Want you to realize we should have done it right there. We should have sent somebody out on a field report and to talk to Doug immediately after he woke up. Like as soon as he was like coherent enough to have a son. Like, hey, Doug. What do you guys say? Like, I, you know, you see those videos oh, like that girl that thought she was Kim Kardashian or something when she woke up <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Like, that that's little... what we needed. We needed that soundbite from Doug that I just got Did woke I up. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait for this. Old Feathers himself. Old Feathers. Have we, have we, I don't know that we've talked about that story on air. Basically, it's as simple as this. Uh, and I'm a Georgia fan. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I had this, this girl I knew in Atlanta, and... Uh, and I was moving to Charleston, and I told a couple people about it. And she said, do you know anyone in Charleston? I said, yeah, uh, I got a couple friends, Mike Benson, uh, Doug Rowland. She goes, wait, Doug Rowland? I go, yeah. <laughs> Did he, he the same one that went to Georgia? And I go, yeah. And she goes, oh, my God. We, we, we called him Feathers in college. He had this amazing, just beautiful lock, locks of hair that would just perfectly lay over his ears. And, <laughs> he still does. And feathers. And they were, like, at that time, I think they were, like, kind of shoulder-high hair. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so, Feathers is feathers. the name of. Old Feathers rolling himself. Um, so, yeah. Nice. There you go. I think also, I see uh, see the wife arriving. Sarah's coming in to listen. Uh, now. You better clean it up. Clean it up. Clean it up. Quit talking about girl girls in Atlanta. No, can't girl. Be doing that. Uh, so you, you guys just got back from Asheville. I listened to the show. It was good. Uh, how did you enjoy your time there? How was that? It was. We fun. had a very good time. It was, it was fun. It was fun. It was. Let's just say I'm glad. Like I, they're fun, but the whole time I was nervous that it was not going to come out well because it was yeah, so loud yeah. in there. But you listen to it, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can hear the the the, the yeah. din of noise in the back, but it's not terrible. Yeah, and I'm just glad. I love coming back to the comfort zone of this, though. Oh, yeah. You know, everything's in control. You do love it. I love the comfort zone of this. There's Sarah. There she is. Hello. Sarah Stafford Puckett. Yeah. In yeah. studio audience. <laughs> we, love, we love getting Paul back into his comfort zone so he can put his earphones in and ignore me and Will yeah, for like exactly two hours pre-show. Like, <laughs> That's right. It's just a constant, Paul, Paul. <laughs> oh, aggravates me so much. <laughs> well, more than half the time, I don't even have anything running. I can I can hear you. <laughs> no, you can't. That's the funny thing. You can't. The whole time I say your name at least Paul. three times. Like, every time you say something to Paul, it's Paul, Paul. <laughs> he'll, take, he'll take his earphone out. He'll say what you guys say. He'll be like, oh, okay, man. And put it back, right in. back in. And then Will's like, pow, pow. <laughs> well, I'm prepping for the show. I'm getting, I'm getting the kids what they want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but. so Asheville was fun. We had a good time. Of course, you know, the the big blowout was Tuesday night. Wednesday night was, wasn't quite as crazy. And they were convinced um, yeah. they were in a gay bar, and it turned out just to be a bar that a gay couple was at. No, no not even close. <laughs> yeah, not it, even close. It wasn't even close to a gay bar. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? You went in there. You... It's downtown Asheville. Are you asking me, is it a gay bar? What was right? In... Yeah. yeah, yeah, it kind of is. But Every bar in downtown Asheville the way has you guys, potential. The way you guys put it, it's like everybody's well, wearing wouldn't... tank tops and bicycle shorts and just playing disco. <laughs> These were classy gays. Well, to be fair. You were not there the night before. To be fair, man, I've <laughs> right. been to Nashville, and I, and I hung out in a lot of bars now in Nashville, and there's usually a, a collection of gay folks at just about every bar you go to in Nashville. Yeah. I mean, I played, progressive place. I played Cards Against Humanity with a Gag, like a gaggle of lesbians one time in this basement uh, beer joint down there. A gaggle. I don't know what you call a group of lesbians, but I'm going to go with gaggle. Uh, they were all cool chicks. We sat around in this little dingy basement. It was a beer brewery. I think it's called End of the World Brewery or something like that, and it's down in this basement. Whatever. They were 
we're good chicks. <laughs> I guess I could have said it was in a gay bar because I was hanging out with all gay people. Well, but technically, you, know. you call lesbians a covey. Oh, it's a covey of lesbians. Covey okay. of lesbians. Well, so, so that that fr- I guess it was that Tuesday night. No, maybe it was Wednesday night after Will left Ben and I at this said gay bar. Which yeah. Not just call bar. it a, a not gay bar. <laughs> the not gay bar. So just to bar. satisfy Will there. <laughs> so Ben and I were left there, and I had this idea. We had the drone in the back of the truck. and uh, He had this idea before I left. He, we were sitting there having a beer, and he was like, Will, how late are you going to stay up? I don't know. What are you all thinking about doing? Oh, we're gonna think, I think we're going to fly the drone. In the hotel parking lot. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to bed. Well. So I had this amazing well, idea. Your, your that fancy I'm, drone or like the cheap little drone? No, the fancy one. Oh, that's a bad idea. So I had this it. amazing idea that I'm going to get this size, you know, nightscape This shot. is what I, did, I wanted to avoid. Like, I didn't want to see the downside <clears> of it. Uh, so I wanted to get this amazing night shot of Asheville, you know, get it up there. Nah. Let's not count the fact it was blowing 30 miles per hour. Oh, God. <laughs> so. For his uh, landscape night shot collection he has running <laughs> in his bedroom. <laughs> I'm get, trying to get every city, you know, just trying to nail it out. Uh, so I get it up there, do a couple rotations. Ben's just, you know, kind of speechless looking at it. and You mean drunk? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know when you're drunk and you look up at the sky, all of a sudden you feel a little queasy. Yeah, exactly. So I can't wait to get this footage back. And then, of course, I get back, like, Friday, and the Did only thing it recorded was Like you me. and Ben looking in it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was five seconds of just oh, me kind of getting it ready. Yeah. yeah just perfect. cut off. Kind of cupping the GoPro, if you will, oh, the undercarriage. That's perfect. Well, it's better than slamming it in the side of the hotel and, and your drone be on its way back to Florida, your drone nerd guys, to fix it because yeah. you were drunk and decided to fly it in 30 knot winds in Asheville. The thing, yeah. the beauty of that thing compared to the one that Will, the trainer that Will brought, actually yeah. was good to have. This thing just hovers. If you let off the sticks, it just stays. Yeah, it just stays there. The other one just falls. Yeah, it's like a remote control helicopter or something. Like you constantly. You don't have power to it. It's going down. Yeah, those those fancier ones. Yeah, they'll hold position. They say they'll do it. Like some of them, you can get them like GPS, where they'll hold like (coughs) they'll hold a position like against wind and stuff. So like you can actually set it to like like those GPS trolling motors. You know, they'll keep your boat open. They have the drones that do that too. Like you can set a lock on it and it'll. It'll Just do its thing place. to stay right where you tell it to stay. Well, I knew it wasn't going to be a good idea. I'm surprised he got away with not breaking anything. I've never been. In, I've been in Asheville a lot, but I've never been in Asheville at night and be like, "Damn, it is a nice night outside." No, uh-uh. it's like this is horrible. Get me home. Actually, I will take that back. Like I've gone up there in the summer, so I'm not me and the girl. Uh, I've slipped out to Asheville a few times. The girl. I live. It's the always the broad, the girl, or the. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we we'll leave here because I mean, let's be real. Charleston's hot in the summertime. The July good thing about using that, if he ever breaks up with anybody, it's always interchangeable. You you can never mess up the name. That's true. But, yeah, it's always so damn hot down here, you know, in the summer. I mean, like, stifling hot. We all know that. And But you go to Asheville, and there's no humidity. It might be 80 degrees or 90 degrees, but there's no humidity, and you always got a breeze up there in the mountains. So, honestly, there are, I've had some real nice nights in Asheville, like in July or, you know, August, when it would be miserable here to be outside. But up true. there, it's like, hey, it's 68 degrees and blowing nice little wind. But yeah, wintertime, no. I've never no, I've never wanted no. to even walk outdoors in the wintertime in Asheville. It just hurts. That was full of all those possible drops. That's oh real nice nights in Asheville. Yeah. yeah. Stifling hot. Stifling hot. We need to get better about that and start carving <laughs> you up a little bit. <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. But then you guys get back. You didn't even get your feet on the ground. You had that show this weekend here. The uh, was the Shallow Water Expo that was over there on Patriot yeah. Point. Yeah. So I, it's, this is like the first week. That I've been able to just say I don't have anything going. Like I had seaweed, yeah. I had moving my parents in Dallas. I come back with Asheville, 
And, and then we have this weekend show. We're not doing it for a couple weeks. Now. Oh, okay. Kind of okay. delayed it. But the Ash, the uh, the fish, shallow water fishing show that Hadwell's put on this week was that weekend was actually really successful. Um, first year they've done it. I guess Charleston's hadn't had anything like that in a long time. So yeah, they used to have one a while, a long time ago, and then it moved to like Myrtle Beach. Yeah, it, was it was like called Chuck's, a shallow water yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. But it moved to Myrtle Beach or somewhere, and and, in, and even when it was around here, it wasn't really a big deal. So yeah, that's the first time it's been like well promoted. I didn't actually go out to it, not for any reason other than I just. Kind of didn't know it was there and didn't make plans to, so I just didn't go. But. Well, I wasn't able to make much. <laughs> Thankfully, Paul and uh, Doug were able to help because uh, I got home to a sick child, and then we went out Friday night, the family, and uh, we're loading up the car after a little little one's been playing a little bit, and then just starts, hey, did you have fun? And da, 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 then just starts projectile puking. <laughs> To the point that I'm trying to lift up the stroller and tilt it forward <laughs> where it's not going on him, just going out, you know? You're trying to aim it? It was a mess, dude. Uh, so, Will, Saturday, is going to get to the show around 12, because, I mean, Doug yeah. and I were there. Yeah. It's probably no point Will even coming, but he came. And uh, and so, I, I put a few We don't things. need Will. I'm like, <laughs> well, he's in Buford. It's kind of like, you know, it's just... <laughs> So, I sent him a little text. Hey, get this, get this at the office. Get that, get this. And, uh, yeah. you know, he's like 12.20. He calls me. Hey, man, I'm at Hadrill's. I don't see yeah. a show. I'm like, oh, no. I mean, I'm not sure that we had the direct communication, but I know for a month I've been talking about that it's like Omar Shrine Temple. I've not, never said Will. I usually remember Hadrill's. most conversations that involve the word Omar. So, <laughs> so you know, I was but not talking about the Omar Shrine Temple. That's not even the best thing. He would have brought his pez and he known he was going to be Shrine Temple. The best thing is he's like, all right, send me a pen. I send him a pen. And that dude comes in there. With the most amazing balancing act of stuff I've ever seen. You know, if you have like eight glasses you're holding with your arm lengths out and he's balancing it on his chin. Oh wow. Like a Mexican waiter, dude. He's got, stack. he's got two rows of hats and then two boxes of glasses. I'm like Now the problem the problem with this is as I have prescription glasses and prescription sunglasses. So I was wearing my pres- prescription sunglasses in. So I had to lift oh. them up so I couldn't see. So I literally it was like me putting in a Coming out of pit road right there, right by our booth, <laughs> and made the whole damn laugh place, you know, balancing this shit. Like I should hear that, that music in the background. Like, now that brings up the topic. You are quite the NASCAR guy on this. No, on this no, 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 no. I grew up. My family. No, you've been to like 500 races. Is it no, pit road or pit row? Pit road. Are you no. sure? I'm positive. Okay. I've always wanted to know that. I got nothing to argue with. There's there's actually two delineations of that. There is pit road. That is the road you drive on in the pits. And then pit row is the row where the people pit. Okay. So so you have the road that drives by all the pit lanes, which the pit lanes are pit row. Yeah. So you have pit road. So you exit onto pit pit road into pit row. Into into your spot in pit row. Yeah. There you go. Okay. See, he does know NASCAR. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Any Alan Kuwiki trivia? Just throw it at me. <laughs> I had some NASCAR oh. trivia for you earlier today, but you failed it. Oh, by the way, Paul Paul came back from Dallas. I might be jumping ahead, but Paul came back from Dallas and shipped all this stuff from his parents' house. We were moving out, and he broke out this Trivial Pursuit Sports Edition. From what year? <laughs> well, I was so excited about it. I was like, let's play. Yeah, let's and keep like, in mind I all, bought it and... <laughs> All, all of the, like I think it came in like 1983 because it, it was like uh, who led the Indians and in, you know most career hits in a season and you're like uh, Albert Bell and it's like 
No, Haas Tannenbaum, 41. <laughs> uh, what? Oh my God. It is. Like, I, I had a lot. I had uh, some excitement for its potential, but after I read like eight straight questions to Will and didn't know a single, Isaiah Thomas is the only one that Isaiah, I recognize yeah, the name. Isaiah yeah. Thomas, the only one who recognized the name. He's like, this player was referred to as the Fernando Venezuela of basketball. <laughs> Fernando Venezuela. I, 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 dude, I couldn't come up with any fat Hispanic uh. guys in basketball. <laughs> I, I was stalwarted. Oh, that's crazy. So, yeah, the trivial pursuit is not as much fun as I had thought it was, but hopefully the the 7-1 and one checkers chess game I brought home for the lit, Sarah the and I lit Spuds McKenzie stitch, statue. Yeah, the, 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 uh, yeah. the Bud Light dog. I got my Darth Vader full of uh, Star Wars figures. Dude, you got some stuff. Got my Kirby Puckett bat. This place is getting weird. It is getting weird. The 97 Rangers baseball, I can't recognize any of the names <laughs> on it. Uh, I got some stuff. License plate. It's got a bunch of license plates. Uh, it was, that was interesting. I didn't plates. even know the Rangers put out a team in 97. <laughs> <laughs> they did. The more, you, the more you know. The more there you, you know. Go. There you go. Well, oh, um, so upcoming on this show today, we got the Cuban fashion guru and designer who we helped kind of consult on some yeah. of our shirts. Felipe. And he's going to kind of rate some of the other shirts he had nothing to do with. Uh, so we're going to have a little bit. Uh, we're we're just going to get a fashion designer's take on the new catalog. I know, think his name is Felipe Palette. Yeah, Felipe Palette. Um, Palette, right, I think is how he always, right. he always uh, corrects right. me. I think it's Palette. Palette. Yeah. So I'm excited. That's going to be later in the show. Yeah. Um, we're also going to uh, prank call the fish hawk in Atlanta. Yeah. Still got a few friends that live there. <laughs> Don't tell nobody yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is barely live, yeah, so nobody hears live. this yet. They're so easy to get. I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable how easy they are to get. Uh, we're going to hopefully talk to old drugged up Roland when he gets here. Have drug yeah. Roland. Drug Roland. So uh, he's going to get here after his uh, root canal. Yeah. We've got film tour approach. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Baron mm-hmm. Boyette, we're going to talk to him about his Mexico trip. I think they caught 16 permit. Jesus Christ. So that's worth talking to him about. Permanent, um, just they're so they're so bad. We're gonna have a little Mike's conversation corner. So yeah, over. we're gonna talk about some stuff today. We're actually gonna talk about some stuff that uh, people need to think about a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, you know we we pride ourselves on having a lighthearted show, but there's some things going on in the world that 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 uh, affects fishermen that we need to talk about. We we have ignored to this point, and uh, I think we need to talk about it. So it might get a little serious for a minute. Not yet, but it'll get there. We're gonna smarten you up some, and then uh. Yeah. We're going to do some fishing audio with uh, brothers on the river. That's hot. There's another word for that, but we'll let y'all figure that out when we play yeah. yeah. We're not going to be those guys. <laughs> and then we're going to end it up with Richard Queso. There you go. Always Queso. So. There's always room for Queso. Isn't I'm going to get this frog so out of my throat <laughs> during the break. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Willie, you ready, bud? I'm ready when you are, buddy. What are you ready for? Ready for commercials. From our sponsors, dude. From our sponsors. Come on. We got sponsors. Who do you think pays for all this equipment? Yeah. It's a dunk it or to crunch it or unscrew it or to lick it or to trick it. But no matter what you do, it's true. It's fun to munch a creamy, crunchy chocolate. O-R-E-O goes great with imagination. Put the yum in your creation. Oreo and Oreo double stuffed cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
right, we're back. A little clapping to start you off. Yeah, we got uh, we're Still all tease you. We're all three back. We got uh, Tucker Mabry with us. Tucker Mabry is uh, one of my oldest friends. Um, managed the Charleston Angler for a number of years. Worked there um, after uh, going to the Citadel. And a uh, big fly fishing feller. Uh, we've traveled around and fished all over the world. He's here today just hanging out, so we thought we'd put him on the mic and let him join in on the conversation. Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me. Right on. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for being here. Sounds like the studio audience was really digging this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're getting into it. I love Citadel. them just as much as they love me. we got two <laughs> Citadel grads in here, and they ain't Mike, Will, or Paul. <laughs> <laughs> They're my yeah. wife and Tucker. All yeah. right, all right, all right. Um... So we, we kind of talked about the sports trivia from, we looked it up, 83 is when that one, Circa, yeah, supposedly. Yeah, that was when that one was printed. I pulled out a yeah, couple. Yeah, a lot of the questions are, are yeah. older than that. You can that, see like. that I really ravaged them as a child. They look brand new mint. Like, I don't think yeah. I ever used them once. I probably looked at the card one time and was like, I don't know any of these. Or, or maybe you did. I couldn't do current modern-day trivia about sports, let alone 1983 that, sports. You, I, I, I wasn't born in 83 for one, so I kind of <laughs> feel like I have a defense. <laughs> I was at a prime age of eight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've got some of the uh, the best and kind of the most random questions they put on here. <laughs> okay, starting off first, uh, here's one. What Belgian cyclist was dubbed the king of the roads? What? I don't even know a Belgian. <laughs> you know what he's I can't come up with a Belgian name exactly. at all. Like, so you have that. Then they ask, what Arkansas coach did Los Angeles gold sheet? So they had the top mark against the spread in Division One between 74 and 75 and 79 and 80. First off, I don't even know what sport they're talking about. Yeah, I don't even know what a gold <laughs> sheet is. Gold what sheet, is that? It sounds the gold like a, sheet. Uh, it, it sounds like a hotel in Los it's Angeles. It's an Italic, <laughs> so I guess it's like some kind of publication. Is is that what you do after you had too much gold slogger the night before? <laughs> you have a gold sheet? I guess so. so that's about right. I've done that before. <laughs> Laying Paul, gold bricks. Paul Puckett, the, the answer. No, no. You're not even saying the answers, Will. Oh, I, I can say, okay, the, uh, the, the Belgian king of the roads was Eddie Merckix. Hey, I bet you Eddie is not a Belgian name. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are the what are the bets that old Dan Joseph knows the answer to uh, that? They might. And the uh, football, the, I guess the football, the Arkansas one was Eddie Sutton. Eddie Sutton. Oh, yeah. That yeah. sounds oddly familiar. Now here's one. What Ivy League school did Tad Jones coach? Well, there's only Yale. so many Ivy League schools. I'm now, gonna go with I'm going with Harvard. Now you're just guessing Ivy League Brown. schools because <laughs> that's who's Tad Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Yale. Oh, oh, I got it. Nice. Well done, sir. Well done. All right. Feels good. Uh, Thank you. Let me see. Mm. There's a couple other good ones. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Here, oh, this is for Paul. What Texas Rangers left-hander won his major league debut a month after graduating from high school in 1973? Holy crap. Well, give it to me one more time. What Texas Rangers left-hander won his first his major league debut a month after graduating from high school in 1973? That's gonna be pretty crazy. That's right, right when that's right after they became Rangers. That was probably one of their first draft picks. Um, oh, and I can tell you, well, about they didn't have a farm league, obviously, because they picked him. Fergie Jenkins. <laughs> the he came from the renowned David Clyde. Oh, yeah, I almost got that. Okay, now here's, here's, here's one that I can tell you guys might get. What's the fewest personal fouls by a team in an NBA playoff game by the Warriors in 1958? Zero. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, let me see. This one, I just love this one, a trivia card. 
Walt Montreal Expo Speedster admitted using $40,000 worth of cocaine in the first nine months of 1982. <laughs> How much? $40,000 worth in nine months in 1982. And that's in the 80s. That's, that's, that's like, oh, uh, that's 150000 if not Montreal Expo? Yeah. I, I, once I saw the name, I thought, yeah. You, you seem to be very up on the price of cocaine. Well, <laughs> Otis, <laughs> Otis Nixon ever Expo? How dare you say bring his name? Well, I know he's a brave. It was the... Future Hall of Famer, I guess, Tim Raines. Uh, oh, wow. 40000 Anything, if, anything in baseball that has to do with drugs, then my automatic guess is Dale Strawberry. Well, it sounds like that question, like when it first happened, he was like, they were like, Tim, how much do you spend on cocaine? He's like, $40,000. like, oh, my God. Then he goes, well, wait a minute, it was in nine months. Yeah. You know, spread it out. <laughs> that makes it better. Speaking of that, we've talked, we've got to get Rich Gale on this show sometime to pitch for the Royals and the Red Sox. He's oh, yeah. local, big fisherman. He's got all those '80s like locker room stories, oh, you know, God. and he can validate the Boggs story of those he was on beers? the team that year, supposedly. So, yeah, when he drank oh, beers, he drank Legendary, fifty-two or fifty-three beers. Yeah, legend says seventy, but I think he really like fifty. It was I, the one I heard was in like how long in a cross-country flight on an airplane. Oh, 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 yeah. He was flying for a game the next day, and then woke up two pitch. stops. They had two stops. He woke up and pit, like he woke up and like it was like a uh, he had like one of his best games ever the next day or something like. They that. actually he went three for four. They did an episode yeah. on did this it? with uh, with uh, always Sunday. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah. The Wade Boggs That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great show. <laughs> oh, I got a just text from James Bice here. That's our rep. Oh, yeah. What's your ETA on samples and catalogs? Well, I'm doing a panhandle I've asked him three times. To, I'm going to say it right now. Let's see. I'm going to do voice text here. As you can see, that really worked out well this morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it did. Yeah, Paul always does really well with voice text. I, I he does the voice text thing. Buddy. I can't, can't stand the voice text. I, I tried it. It doesn't work well for me. It works for me sometimes, sometimes. But I'm going to read the text that I got. <laughs> hang on. I've got it handy here. If you, uh, there you go. All right. all right. All right. Hang on. Yeah, this one didn't go too well. <laughs> to put it mildly. All right. What am I supposed to make of this? I'm thinking you learn the catalog a little bit and see some stuff when you get over there. Or, no, wait, that's the wrong one. Sorry. Stand by. I just ran off my car. We will create the Who Wore Better photos on Instagram. Uh, but yes, or call me Academy Award thing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, this is what Paul says. <laughs> yeah. What well, hell. He's my response, I want you to read what you just wrote and then tell me if you even know what you just said. <laughs> no clue. At this point, I don't. Five minutes later, I might have. Uh, he probably had his earphones in. He wasn't listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we got a week from Thursday, we're going to be going to Atlanta. Yeah, for the yep. film tour. Are you guys doing the Atlanta film tour too? Yeah, I did yeah. that one time on the road. Was, yeah, hey, hey. So I met Paul Puckett. Join us again if you want. Come on. Um, we got too many things going. So we're gonna go see the boys of the Fishhawk. You know, parade around some flood tide stuff a little bit. Uh, you know, meet meet some babies, sign sign some baby leg, and yeah. uh, no, baby forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna wash that head. Whoa. And uh, 
Just hang out with the Atlanta folk, and then we're going to come back here for the Saturday show. We haven't figured out. Are we going to do a little party here Saturday afternoon or not? It's March 12th. 12th, right? yeah. I haven't even got my ticket yet, but I, I mean, not that I'm a big deal, but I could probably just walk in without one. So I don't think we need a ticket. No. Um, but... Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I haven't. I'm off. I, I was thinking about like Saturdays. doing like a grill out here at three, and everyone going down okay. there at like six or something. That sounds like a plan. We can do that. I got a grill. I'll bring it over since I live closest. That way, none of y'all have to drag a grill for extended length. No, we got We've one. got a grill. We got one. Oh, Wait. David Porter. Why well, haven't we, we used from this yet? We, we we tried to. Well, we have. Well, I got a. I got some outdoor patio. You guys got patio furniture yet? Oh yeah, luxury. Oh. Sarah donated. <laughs> Sarah donated uh, her. Well, so then I guess this is. Uh, it, I mean, I'm inviting people to a party that ain't mine. But I mean, Let's I guess for the locals, for we the local little, folks, if you're if you're local or not are, local or not local, in. and you're in town for the show on March 12th on the Saturday, three o'clock. Three o'clock. Be at the uh, Flood Tide headquarters. I'm sure you can find their uh, address on the website. Make a little open house. Yeah. yeah. A little I open like house. It. Oh, have have we beers. just officially announced it. Just place an order on that the is, website. We and just, we'll send you the address. That just <laughs> happened. Bring your receipt. <laughs> we just, <laughs> we just that is the cost that. of admission. Is a receipt of purchase. Yeah. Well, and bring your own beer because, well, I mean, let's be real. We're not loaded. Okay? We'll give you hot dogs. But bring your own beer. Should we just? We're not gonna put everything on Flood Tide here. I guess we should. You should bring your own beverages. By the way, update. In fact, bring us beer. (laughs) (laughs) Even better. Update. James said he has sent the address to you. Oh my God. Yeah. The 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 rep war is going on here with Bice. I like James Bice. That's the first time I've seen the address. All right. Perfect. Um. So seventeen fifty Jessamine Road. There you go. Local two nine four zero seven Charleston, South Carolina. We'll do it. Three o'clock. I'll be here. Grill out. If it's us four, who cares? We'll have fun. Well, Sarah, have fun. you coming? Maybe I'll get maybe I'll get drunk enough to spit on somebody again this year. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose for the people out there that know the story. Well, I, you didn't I, do it honestly, last year. Two years ago. Well, it was two years ago. Yeah. And then, well, one show I poured a beer on Paul, like literally dumped a beer down his back, like down you the back did. of his that shirt. That was last year. That was last so year. Two year before last. Running. Yeah, well, that was the year before last. And then the year before that, I got really hammered, like really hammered. No. Start. Mike, no, you, and, you, no. And so I, uh, I was, I was sitting in front of some people, and a buddy of mine was sitting in front of them, and like he turned around and and I, like we're, I don't know what was going on. There was this weird joke going between us, and I'd just taken a swig of beer, and he did something ridiculous that made me laugh. And, of course, I just spewed beer everywhere. And there's this, like, 70-year-old lady, a mom of, of one of our friends here, and I tattooed the back of her head with beer. Like, I mean, just point blank, just oh everywhere. God. I've never felt so small in my entire life. Like, I wanted to crawl underneath that movie theater, like, see, and die. Like, I was like, I will take my shirt off, and you can use it as a towel. I don't know what to do right now. I have no idea. Mike, you would have been escorted out for taking your shirt off. Probably. They didn't, but they didn't exhort me out for spitting beer on an old lady's head. They because didn't. it's a lesser crime. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to try not to do that this year. But that'll be That's a goal. Life goals. Life goals. Don't get but drunk and spit beer on I don't think... I think the last two years we've kind of hung out at the flood tide table. I, don't even, I haven't even I been in the last theater year, last, I year. I did, last year. I, last year was the first year I ever missed it um, since it's been oh, in like Charleston. Oh, like fully missed it. Yeah, and it was because I was at... Uh, we were in Acklands. We flew out the day of the film tour. That's right. And so I could either sit around and watch people fishing. Is that when you went as well? Yeah, yeah, me and Tucker both went. So, like, I could either sit around and watch people go fishing in cool places, or I could have gone to a cool place and fished. So, have y'all told that story where you got fumigated by gas fumes? I was going to say, I thought that was going to be my question. No, I've never told that story. I mean, we can can do that. 
Let's see. Well, we're about to talk to Baron about a Mexico yeah. trip, so that works out great. Let's go ahead and hear the story. Well, so all right, so we went down. First off, I, I will put a plug out there. Uh, we went to um, Selena Point Bonefish Lodge on the south uh, end of Acklands Island, and it, and it really is a great lodge. I'm going to tell this story, and it's going to sound like a bad experience, but to be honest, we had a great experience. Uh, we were really well taken care of. There's a lot of fish down there, and it's the only lodge on that like whole 30 mile section of the island. So you literally, unless somebody's at the lodge with you, you do not see another human being the entire time and it's all fuck you man (laughs) it's all do-it-yourself fishing so they run you out and drop you off in the morning uh, on a little like boston whaler they drop you off in an area with a you know huge flat or creek system or whatever and then they come back and get you well to get to the island you fly into nassau you catch a little jumper plane down to uh to acklands and then you have to get into the shuttle van slash cars wait 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 hang on before we get to actually getting to the island can we just touch on like trying to oh. get to the island. Okay, well, let's be honest. The Bahamians are not known for their uh, timeliness or their <laughs> expediency. They told us in Nassau that the plane was here, and then 45 minutes later told us the plane would be there in another 25 minutes. Yeah. Well, it was, <laughs> the plane. Needless to say, the plane left six hours late from uh, the time. We were supposed to fly out at 7 a.m. We flew out at like 2 p.m. And we were there at like you know 6.30 sitting in the Nassau airport. Uh, us and all the Chinese military, apparently, which was really weird. That, was, that really was weird. It was strange. So anyway, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on. Then we get in the plane and Tucker has to take a leak, so it goes up. It's like a, a those big Saab turbo props, you know, prop planes, but it's got like 20, 30 seats on it, something like that. And there is a head at the front of the thing, so you can go in there and take a leak. What's well, the door? Head. That's such and a nineteen fifties term. The ceiling it's a it's a sailing it doesn't matter. The the, uh, the the roof inside the head is falling down, like completely <laughs> collapsed. And so Tucker has to like tur- like squat and turn his head sideways and like I see him doing this contortionist <laughs> act to get into the door. Note, 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 note. He can see me while I am. <laughs> the whole plane can see me. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, you know, whatever. I mean, it's not like I'm dropping yeah. my pants all the way to my ankles. So. To be, but to be fair, it Thank was. Thank God a, I stopped that. But to wow. be fair, it was a great In little flight summer. because to, to fly from, you know, Acklands is one of the southernmost islands. Other than um, my iguana, it is the southernmost island. My iguana is the, the very. I love iguanas. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not much further south. So it's a little further north now. So you fly down the entire archipelago, uh, you're going all the way down through there. And so you fly over like twenty other islands, Cat Island, Long Island, you loop through all Long the Island. Yeah, it's long. And so you fly down all this. So it's a really cool flight. It really was enjoyable. Um, once we got on the plane. But um, so then we land and we don't we know Felton's name. <laughs> I was playing your landing noise. Yes, we're landing. I have no idea. Is that you? Yeah, I was playing their air- airplane descent oh, God, noise. I, yeah. I was having. I thought you looked at me like my computer was having a meltdown. I was like, I don't know who that is. So we land, and and Acklands is a very very small island, and like I said, into the into the, the archipelago, there's nothing there at all. So the entire island inhabited, I think, a couple like maybe 200 people live there year round. Oh, not even that. Maybe not. I don't, even that. I don't even think it's even that, dude. But anyway, so we all land, and the entire the entire island is at the airport because that's where all the supplies come in. They only fly in two days a week. They fly in on Wednesday. They fly in on Saturday. We're coming in on Saturday. So all of their mail, all their supplies come in on that flight twice a week. So the whole town is there, and we were looking for, you know, one guy. So like, we have never met and have no idea what he yeah, looks like. Yeah, other than emails back and forth between this guy. I had no idea what he looks like or anything else. So we get off the thing and, like, walking around. We start randomly asking people, like, Selena Point? They're like, oh, you're looking for Felton. Felton be old. Yeah, I see him. And so like, we're just wandering around with all of our crap. And we finally run into this young guy who turns out to be Felton's son. Uh, Natalia! 
Nathaniel. <laughs> That's a different story. But yeah, Nathaniel. And Nathaniel's like, oh, you're with me. Follow me. So we go back, and there's two cars. There's a, a 1995 Mark III van and a 1998 uh, Explorer, two-door, one of those sport Explorers. Yeah. And uh, so we're loading up. Now, we're not going to be at the lodge alone this week. There's like five Polish guys, like straight Polish guys that were coming in to fish. Uh, two of them spoke some English. Uh, the other three did not speak any English. So uh, Felton comes and talks to me after we kind of get everything start loading up. And the, the Explorer was more like a, a gear uh, rig. It was hauling gas and water and all these things that we need the lodge. And so uh, so the guy, he's like, hey, man, uh, would you or your buddy, uh, since you speak English, would you ride with my son so he has some company on the way down? We fool in the vine anyway. I was like, yeah, no problem. I'll ride in there. What he didn't tell me was the gas cans in the back were leaking, and we had a 30-kilometer road, and road's a loose term. In the words of Marvin, the guy we met in uh, Nassau while we were getting uh, drunk the night we had to spend there, man, a dog kind of run down that road. So, and he wasn't lying. It no. was bad. It took us an hour and a half to get 30 kilometers down this road. It was a goat path. And the whole time, this gas can's sloshing and leaking and just pumping fumes into this Explorer. My window don't work. I can't roll it so down. So you're not smoking. No, there's no smoking in this thing. My window don't work. Uh, Nathaniel's window works, but it's on his side, and there's absolutely no breeze coming on my side. It's just pooling gas fumes. And you're getting rocked all directions the whole time, just getting shook up. And he's telling horrible stories and showing me pictures that I won't talk about. Uh, let's just say they were female anatomy pictures. He, uh, he was studying to be an amateur gynecologist. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so he's just shoving these things. Oh, man, look at this one. And I'm like, I, I don't want to look at that one. And so I'm like just getting beat up. We get to the lodge. Robert finally, Ernst. And I won't lie, like 10 seconds from like the time I saw the lodge, because the road just narrows and narrows and narrows and narrows until it's literally you've got bushes parting. You're parting bushes with well, the front well, of the you, vehicles. You turn, you turn off of the road yeah, onto and the onto road. like a goat path. And yeah. I'm not kidding. It's literally a goat and path. And that goat path is like 30 minutes long. And you're parting bushes and stuff. And I was too, I was like, I was like, 10 seconds from saying, Nathaniel, let me out of the car. I'll walk. I can follow the goat path on foot. I'll walk the rest of the way, and I can't do this anymore. Sick. I was I had a headache. Like, I and was ga- high from gas. Ga- fumes always I've been huffing gas for an hour and a half. And then all of a sudden, we pushed through a big bush pile, and there was the lodge. And I was like, oh. And so we get out, and Tucker comes bebopping out of his air-conditioned <laughs> Mark III van. Oh, you weren't with the, the Polish car. Dude. No. no, we weren't in the same And way. so Tucker comes pushing out. And he like look at me, like, hey buddy, and I like I just like stagger out of the van. He like, gets, out, he gets out and he just has these like these wide <laughs> bloodshot eyes. I was like, dude, you, you, he's you like, okay. You don't look good. I was like, <laughs> I was like I'm not okay. Like, you okay? He's like, no, no man, I am not okay. I gotta I gotta go sit down somewhere. I did. I walked straight to the front porch and like just sat on the stairs, like just breathing in fresh air for about ten minutes. <laughs> But other than that, like I said, once we got there, man, you couldn't ask for a better place. It was it was, it was, it, it was nice. There's Bonefish Flat, like five minute walk down the uh, down the beach from the lodge. So like during the evenings, you're waiting on dinner to get ready. You just got back from the day. You just walk down the beach, maybe That's see a few. Place. So it was it was a really nice trip. So Nathaniel ended up being a lot of entertainment for the trip because uh-huh. whenever Felton needed anything, and let's just let's just be honest. Nathaniel was the laziest <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> well, I have well, ever and, it's, met. and you have Felton who owns and operates this lodge, <laughs> yeah. and he's the cook. He's the like, he's the everything. And you got Juicy like, who runs the boat, and yeah. then you've got then you got <laughs> Felton who's supposed to be helping or uh, Nathaniel. So every morning we wake up and Nathaniel will knock on your door and be like, "Hey boys, time to get up." 
But every morning, like, you kind of like half awake, and the first thing you hear every morning was, Nathaniel! Nathaniel, where are you at? <laughs> and for anything, like, uh, once Felton got done, so Felton made breakfast, he made your lunch, he made your dinner, he packed your cooler, he made your beds, washed your sheets, washed your towels. I mean, he did everything. So at the end of the day, after dinner's done and, like, the dishes are washed, he's just kind of in, like, chill-out mode. So me and Mike would uh, be like, hey, uh, Felton, can we get some ice for, for some drinks? And he's just sitting, like, 10 feet from the fridge. <laughs> Come get some ice cream, boys! <laughs> it was bad, man. Like it was, it became a running joke. That and then Juicy. What was Juicy's actual name? I don't. <laughs> I don't he, okay, I don't I've remember. been in the Bahamas since I was six years old. <laughs> like I grew up large. <laughs> large portion of my life was in the Bahamas. I understand Caribbean pretty well. Like I understand Bahamian the way they speak, and and I can break it down. I very rarely am I confused by it. I had no idea what Juicy was saying. Like, none. He was off. Have you explained why, why we call oh, yeah, him Yeah, that's Juicy. what I'm getting to okay, with the okay. story. Right. So, like, you pull up, and he was the boat driver, and he would drive you out and drop you off, and you would ask him questions, of course, like, you know, because he, he guides people on foot there, too. So, he, oh, wow. he'd, he'd be like, he was trying to give us instructions, like, hey, man, you know, go look over here. Sometimes I find fish over here, and there's bonefish over here, and there's barracuda. But it came out like, everything he said at the end of every sentence, if you want to call it that, he say, you see. But it, but came, it out, came out juicy. Juicy? 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 So he'd be like, Shibada, yeah, I got a bone fish. Oh, yeah, come on, you got to come in here. You see? And then you go to the sharks, you see? And then you go to the barracuda, you see? And then you go to the, yeah, but I'll be back at 5 o'clock, you see? And then he's gone, you know, and like, juicy me later. So we started calling him juicy. We were like, all right, you're going to juicy. I got a little <laughs> evening news update. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This just in. Doug Rowland will not be making it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, not, that's not surprising. Listen to this, too. I've been telling him for three days how easy it can out. Like, oh, it's, it's not easy. Oh, he, sends a, he sends a text message one night, and they're like, hey. I, I, that, he didn't say that in the text message, but I just, I, how, that's how I imagine him saying it. Like, hey, has anyone ever had a root canal? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what he says. Dude, period. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Period. <laughs> I'm effed up. You sure you had a root canal? <laughs> they drilled in my tooth. And I got here's, here's the next one. F this shist. Have to go back for a second time next week and do it all over again. Oh, oh god, dude. So I'm feeling for Ow. you. They, I'm feeling for you, Doug. They literally drilled in my tooth. Old Sounds drug, like they drilled in the drug, wrong one. All drug rolling. All drug rolling. <laughs> they did? They no, did. Oh, okay. Just, okay. Who knows, man? It could be standard. You know what it could be? Hey, we did a great job. Don't worry about it. Just come back next week. So we got to check in on it. it. Yeah, yeah, just want to make sure that everything's going all right. They're making me come back. Well, yeah. let's, let's call Boyette real quick. Yeah, uh, we got to get on that. We took a little long with that, that last guys, story. Guys, jeez. Hey, you said this tell the story. This was Baron's hour. You said to tell the story. I told the story. All right. Let's, I, you should you know better it? when you ask a Good afternoon, Fox. Lots of parking. Henry speaking. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is Baron. Hello? Is this Baron? Is this Baron? Who? Baron. Baron Boyette. Uh, I think you got the wrong number. Oh, wow. oh my yes. God. You, Paul, you gave me the wrong number. <laughs> Paul, Paul. That was Paul's fault. Hey, dude. I can't <laughs> wait to see what number you messed up here. Okay. I did. Okay. I, I, I see what, exactly what it is because the way I wrote it. I got an eight instead of a zero. 
and the, for, and the area code. Um, well, that makes it even better, though. What do you want to call those guys back? Something parking. Holly, that dude. Was that juicy? Yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure that was Baron messing with us. Uh, I didn't do. No, it didn't sound like him, though. But he said like five words within a second. Parking speaking. Well, he's really good at what he does. Oh, man, that was funny. He's better at talking than hearing. Oh, 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 oh. There we go. Let's see what we get this time. <laughs> Best Buy in Decatur. <laughs> Watch him not answer now. Yeah, the people tend to do that. Hello? Hey, Baron. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Is this the parking company? We, we just tried <laughs> to call you, and we called some parking company or something. God only knows where. Uh, we are like, is this Baron? He was like, who? <laughs> well, he'll hear it when he listens to the show. He love Baron listens to these shows over and over. He just likes to hear himself. That's all. That's right. Man, I really like the sound of my own voice. You're right. Nailed me. <laughs> so you're cleaning out the old garage or the boat today? Is that the pl- is that the deal? Garage boat. Man, I I just sold. I had I had two boats for six months. I've been trying to sell it, so I finally sold it and was cleaning out the garage. Nice. There you like go. Everything already ready. Well, and just to recap, for those that haven't listened to the show before, Baron Boyette is a guide out of uh, Texas and Louisiana. Um, he's, he's a fine, fine, fine man, fine guide, and a friend of Paul Puckett's, and they've they done some traveling together. So we call him occasionally for fishing updates as well as stories. And uh, word is you just got back from Mexico, buddy. That is correct, man. Uh, just got back Saturday afternoon from fishing in Fly Blanca. Well, hey man, I got I got kind of a, a text from uh, kind of a text. Well, from Chance. First of all, first of all, his his email blasted me on like Tuesday, and like, what is it? What's it called when someone hacks your email? It came from Chance. Oh yeah. It was and then like... I tried to I hit the link, and then it blasted my email. And then. I don't know. Anyway, but Chance said you guys did really well when he texted me the other day. It sounds like y'all had a good trip. Yeah, we definitely had a good trip. Uh, I only landed one permit, broke another one off. Uh, but I think in total, out of 10 people, I think we caught like between 15 and 20 permits. Man, that's pretty damn so good, I'd say. Wow. It, it was really good, especially uh, – we had a great we had a great time. Our weather was definitely not ideal. It was it was pretty much either cloudy or blowing uh, twenty plus the entire time with a little bit of sun mixed in. So to see those permit numbers under that weather, I think was pretty solid. Definitely had a bunch of good fishermen. But uh, what's cool about Playa where we fished is uh, if you were really fishing uh, south of Ascension Bay, you're in Espiritu de Santo, and you you maybe one other lodge or fishing down there. But uh, oh, where yeah. everybody else okay. is up in Ascension, you're, you're not really up with the crowds. And you still got the same numbers of permits, same size permits. So you see a lot of big fish. But uh, the lodge the lodge north of us, uh, where we fly into, they, you know, they fished all week, and there wasn't a single permit caught up there. So Gotcha. Well, cool, man. really good to be down there. We could find a little protected water. So how many times but, throughout uh, the week did you contemplate murder? I contemplate murder. Murder. Yes. That's what permit fishing does to us for the most part. That's why he's asking. Oh, yeah. I definitely wanted to uh, 
to kill something or someone. <laughs> most, of the, most of the week. I said, well, we fished six days, so at least twice a day. The last day was the worst. I, I, I taught a, my permit wasn't big. It was like six pounds. But on the very last day, I get a great shot at two, definitely 25 pounders, but uh, possibly like, possibly close to 30. The guy says they're 30, so I'm going to say it's probably 25. But yeah, you know, the guy speaks, and Mexican guy speaks even a uh, you know a little more intense. So, uh, yeah, had two great shots of these fish, and these would not. Eat. I really had just two fish, but I really had several great shots. I switched flies four times and uh, put it in front of them each time, and would not eat. So definitely, that's the that's the most heartbreaking refusal I've probably ever had in fly fishing. Wanted this fish bad. Did, uh, but did, that's that's perfect fishing for you. You can do everything right, and if they're not gonna eat, they're not gonna eat. I've had one of those myself. It's it, terrible. Any good just yeah. any good just fish camp stories? Like, you know, last time it was Porter pretty much passing out for twelve hours. Like, did Grossenbacher keep it in line, or any any good just classic stories? Uh, I mean, there's probably six to eight good Grossenbacher stories, um, but. <laughs> The guy, I'm gonna let you uh, talk to him. You have to call him next week or something. He'll uh, he'll want to tell those. Okay. Uh, man, probably the probably the my favorite thing that I can actually talk about was uh, was Garrett, one of our buddies that went went down there with this pocket nose Garrett. Uh, tradition down there is if you catch your first permit, you have to eat a, a scorpion that's soaked in tequila. A scorpion like a, soaked in tequila. Yeah, and it's not like a it's not like a you know inch long like South Texas scorpion. These, these things are like two to three inches long. They're giant. They look ridiculous. Um, so Garrett holds <laughs> this scorpion up, and we're all teasing because we've all had to do it. But the the deal is, you don't know if you should chew this thing or just try to swallow it in one big gulp and get it over with. <laughs> but it's impossible to swallow. <laughs> Because it's, it's a like scorpion. Just, that's what she <laughs> Three-inch scorpion. That's what she said. Impossible to swallow. Field, spider, hybrid, cockroach thing. I mean, it's like, it's, 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 just imagine eating it. But Are they trying to stop it. people but, from permit fishing? Because if that's what you have to do when you catch your first one, I don't know how. I don't think I want to catch one in Mexico. To I would honest. lie about it. Oh, you, would, you, would, you, would, you would definitely do it, and you'd be so excited to do it. But I think, I think, I think no, they have uh, a... A scary amount of scorpions on the island, and this is how they uh, control the population. <laughs> well, that's a terrible way to do it because you know if you got to eat, well, even if you did it, eat, eat one scorpion for every permit you caught. That's still not a lot of scorpions. Well, it does, eh? <laughs> <laughs> does seem a little inefficient. But, uh, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't judge. I'm just down there in Mexico, uh, <laughs> hanging out for a week, trying to eat scorpions like it's permit. Well, when in Rome, but uh, Garrett. Garrett cannot, uh, he, he's got a big of a bit of a gaggy sex, so he uh. tries to swallow this thing. Oh my god, <laughs> he tries to swallow it, it's about halfway down, it starts coming back up, and he starts chewing. I mean, uh. the look on his face is the most painful thing I've ever seen. I don't, I don't have, I don't have a child of my own, but I would imagine like seeing your child hurt is what it felt like for me to watch you do it. <laughs> It was 
it was painful. I wanted to help, but I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't stop taking pictures of him. But. <laughs> I saw uh, Chan sent me a picture of the scorpion. Yeah, it was not small. Not small. Uh, they, you, are, they are not small. Did you come back with a mohawk as well? Man, I did not come back, back with a mohawk. I did come back uh, looking a lot like Joe Dirt. Uh, <laughs> All natural white trashy. <laughs> oh, so you did trim up some hairs? Oh, uh, yeah, mine was pretty bad. I, I did the uh, I did the mustache handlebar with the uh, kind of Elvis chops connecting it. Well, we'd love some pics. Uh, you could pretty- send us some pics in. We'd love to see uh-huh. these. I'll send you some pics. All right, good, good. But uh, yeah, it didn't it didn't look as good as uh, Chance's Chuck Liddell with the with the mohawk. <laughs> Chuck Liddell. Which I, I mean, I, I will not lie, I was extremely proud of the mohawk that I that I gave Chance. It was very symmetrical. Um, I think I do have a future career in in hair. <laughs> Always good to have a fallback when you're a fishing guy. That's right. <laughs> well, why don't we ask him a trivia question yeah. as we part here? All right. We're going to ask you a 1983 series Trivial Pursuit sports question. Pursuit. We randomly picked this, which they're all random, so it doesn't really matter. All right. What 1914 U.S. Open winning golfer was nicknamed The Hague? I can actually name that. Bullshit. Uh- I, I, you have to repeat the question. Sorry. What night? I mean, I know you're big on you know, you know, early 20th century golf, so that's why I'm asking you this one. What 1914 U.S. Open winning golfer was named the Hague? Man, I have no idea. <laughs> Walter Hagen. Damn. Right. Just because Will knew that one. Will totally got that one. <laughs> let's let's ask him one more. Mm. What footballer noted? I went to visit Notre Dame, and I nearly had a heart attack when I found out they didn't have women. Jim Bob Cooter. You got that? Uh, I don't know. These are are, are really tough. Jim Brown? Peyton Manning? Well, Joe Namath. (laughs) Oh, Joe Namath. Well, that makes sense. You can you can see Joe. All right. Well, boy, yeah, we got to run, buddy. Uh, Thanks for uh, killing a little time with us. We'll hopefully see you in June or July in Houston when uh, the shop opens. Sounds good. You break. You broke up real bad right there. I went under a bridge. But uh, well, hey, we'll see you hopefully yeah, in. Ju- me on. Yeah, we'll see you in June or July. Hopefully, when the shop opens. Perfect. I'll be there. And hey, you guys, you got at least one listener. I had a guy tell me that he heard us on the on the show a couple weeks back. Right on. Uh-oh. There you go. We got one listener. That's Beautiful. dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> so you're telling us there's, there's a chance. <laughs> well, thanks, man, buddy. Glad you're you're back in town safely. Oh, Mexico. All right, All right. fellas. All right, You'll see you, take bud. Care. See you, okay. bud. Bye, bar. See you, bud. Bye. All right, so I found out who we called. I looked it up. The first call. We called Ace Parking in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> Very nice. Through that, I thought that's a Houston number, 318. That's, a, that's an L.A. number. No, I dialed 310. Oh. Uh, that was the problem. We called L.A. We called I LA. love L.A. <laughs> also, I'm going to bring my own scorpions next time I permit fish. <laughs> sure, of course you are. <laughs> so, okay. Soaked in Mike's hard lemonade. Tiny ones. Just tiny, tiny ones. Tiny yeah. ones. The smallest yeah. scorpions tiny. I can find. I'm going to bring the smallest I'm, scorpions. I'm going to find some gummy scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so when we get back, we're going to talk to old Felipe. Felipe uh, Palete? Paleta? Something like that? Who? I don't know. He's a fashion designer. He has guy. some fly fishing yeah, industry I haven't met connections. Him yeah, he's supposed to be here pretty soon. So. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. We'll be right back. All right. 
Return to the Amazing Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk. The Amazing Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk will return after these messages. It's gunfire with the spaceship flavor, Bubba Bubba. Uh, well, what is gunfire? It's blue. It's blueberry. And it stays soft, chew after chew. It's blueberry Hubba Bubba with the great taste of plump blueberries. I want it. Oh, it's the blueberry bandit. Now, he's a black and blue bear, man. Blueberry hubba bubba. Start soft and stay soft. <laughs> I went stumbling through the fog trying to find a reason for the things I told her. All right, back at you, segment three. Segment three, ready to roll. Um, just want to say we love all the people out there. Um, we do. Flood Tide, Barely Alive Sessions. This is the 12th one on Leap Day of the year 2016. Very, very rare. Very rare, very tremendous. Tremendous. Very tremendous. Huge. 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 It's going to be tremendous. Huge. It's going to be great. Huge. It's going to be brilliant. It's the only one of its kind. Yeah. For for four years, for four and years, I, the only one. Let's do nothing but politics and religion. This segment. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, said nobody ever. Thanks, Paul. That was a terrible. Oh, I was idea. kidding. I was kidding. Just uh. <laughs> first off, nobody cares what we think about politics. <laughs> no, no one does care. No. no one does care. It's like the time that Doug decided to put out a thing on Facebook about Georgia and politics. It did not go well. No, ended up poorly. <laughs> The funny thing is, he made fun of himself, and he made him. Eh. Anyway, so he tried the self-deprecating, self-deprecating, and it uh, failed miserably. That yeah. just shows you you should not do religion or politics on Facebook. Well, it goes nowhere. That's classic. Well, I mean, honestly, that's classic Southern uh, etiquette: is that you, you know, you never talk politics or or religion with uh, w- with folks over dinner, and I think Facebook pretty much should be included in that conversation. It just turns poorly. Well, you know, sometimes I don't mind politics and all that on Facebook. I I, I really get upset with like this day is so hard. Ugh. Oh, the vague I need attention post. Yeah. It's so true. I just got a text. He's he's about three minutes away. Felipe Paletti. Paletti is that how you say it? Paletta. Yeah, uh, I think it's Paletti. Paletta. Paletta. Okay. Paletta. He's three minutes away. He's going to be here in a second. Uh, no, who is this guy? And. Uh, who, who is the guy that's... Oh, th- Tucker's, Tucker's mic got turned off. Who, so who is this guy again? So he... we Will and I were down... Mike, you were there too, I think. Mm-hmm. We were down after IFTD yeah, no, a couple years ago. Two years ago in Orlando. And we decided to go down to Miami, see some shops, and we wanted to go do some canal peacock bass fishing. Okay. Like an oasis on the horizon, we see this bar. And... Uh, Called the Banana Hammock. It sounded like a cool beach bar, and it looked pretty soft. Now that sounds like a gay bar. That sounds like a real gay bar. No, well, it turns out that at it was. the time it didn't sound like a gay bar. Well. It was a bar a hundred feet from where we were fishing. 
that had bananas everywhere. Palm <laughs> big palm trees, palm Miami. trees and tikis. I mean, yeah. Sorry that I wanted a pina colada. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> and, and, and we were in that mindset. We were fishing for tropical fish in a tropical place, and we wanted a tropical drink. There's nothing wrong with that. And banana hammock seemed, you know, safe enough. We were wrong. Uh, in a lot of ways, but uh, we did meet a, uh, an interesting yeah. character that worked out for the company, though. So, so we we uh, were sitting there talking, and this guy rolls up on us, and you know we're wearing our standard fishing shirts, and yeah. we look fishy. We're definitely standing out, not looking where we should be, though. We, yeah, we learned that out really quick. <laughs> yeah, we we didn't exactly blend with the uh, clientele. And this guy walks That's up. Hot. This this guy walks up out of nowhere. And we we were probably there five minutes, maybe. Oh, we were close. It was barely there. Yeah. And he started touching my shirt and like putting it in between his fingers and like and feeling the fabric, going, oh, baby. And I can't even, I can't even resemble like his voice and uh, or, re- or or replicate. Oh, there he is. Oh. There he is. Not come, come on. Hello, boyos. There he is. How you doing? Good to see you, Felipe. Well, hello, everybody. My goodness, it's so good to see you. It's been good so to see long. you, bud. Oh, my oh, goodness. We were talking. Oh, oh, I see you, man. Yeah. You? Oh, my goodness. Hello. Everybody looks so good here. Yeah, we so, were just talking about you. Yeah, so Felipe, I was kind of just giving the intro, uh, and he... Basically ended up being our, our fashion consultant for our spring yes. 2016 line. Yes, this is right. So, do you remember our night at the banana hammock? <laughs> yes, that's nice. That's where it all we started. We had a great time. He was drinking a pina colada out of a straw. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, look at the lips. Look at the way he moved. The, oh, my goodness. So, I walk over. And the first thing I noticed is his shirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is normally not the first thing I know. <laughs> <laughs> but with Paul, sure. hey, you know. So I start feeling uh, his shirt, and I'm like, this is, this is nice. Yeah. This is really nice. And so we start to talking, and I ask, like, who you are, what you do, and then you ask me who I am and what I do. And so, you know, we just kind of got yeah. to know each other, and then you call me one day. And well, eight say, hours later, we're wrapping it up, and we're you're, you're our fishing co- – we, we thought we would be a good idea. We didn't really wrap it up then, but we said we'd call you. Yeah, oh, yes, absolutely. Will I and I had a good idea. We have a work. great concept. Yes, we did. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like this. This is fun. But guys, I am really happy to be here. I need to tell you how happy I am to be here right now. Well, it's great to have you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, you know when... Well, hold, hold, you, let me ask, let's talk about last night. You were at the Academy Awards last night. Yes, yeah, that's yes, a big I thing. Was, on yes, the I red was. carpet. It was a fantastic evening. So we had all the celebrities were out and looking their best. And everybody was having such a good time, and especially the after parties. I mean, can I tell yeah, you? Yeah, after parties you go Can to? I tell you that when Leonardo DiCaprio, he finally got his. He finally got his Oscar. That everybody, was a big deal. That was a big it deal. It was awesome. Oh my goodness! I was crying. I could not be consoled. Oh, and then the party. Oh, does he wear your line, Leonardo? Does he wear your clothing? No, (laughs) the bastard. (laughs) Who who last night was wearing your clothing line? So on the male side, you could go look at Tom Hardy. Oh, that's that's good. uh, Yes, yes. I I give him. I pick out some things for him to wear, and he does not wear them. Oh, okay. The bastard. 
So, he, okay. so then if you look up uh, Olivia Wilde, she was wearing a peace of mind. Oh, that, uh, really? very yeah. nice. She looked very lovely, very classic. She had the hair up and he pulled back and kind of the v- deep, uh, not the V-neck really for the for the dress, but very revealing, but still very classy. She's a very classy lady and we yeah. like having her, you know, to, to wear our things and she's fun to hang out with, you know, so it's, it's always nice. Have it's nice, nice, a good time. Well, uh, sorry. Michael. No, no, no. I was like, he doesn't make nice things. He's got no, a good the, taste. He's got a good palate for clothing. Well, we didn't realize when we were at the Banana Hammock that day that we were, like, talking to a pretty big-time designer. Yeah, so yeah. we did some research. We're like, hey, what if this guy, because he said he was interested in fly fishing. He'd always heard Jeff. about it. Jeff. And uh, so and we also have seen you on that spinoff show, The Fashion Sheriff. On yeah. E, on E, or was it? It's not E. That's it's the like regular E's one. sub channel. Like yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like E two. Well, there's the fashion police. He's the fashion sheriff. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes. so, so yeah. So uh, we're real excited about the line. Have you even had a chance to even look at them uh, yet? N- no, not so really. So time? this is the first. This is the first time that I really get to look at any of these. But before we jump into this, okay, I just need to tell you how happy I am here with you guys again. I mean, we had so much fun at the banana hammock, and I'm like, oh my God, I got to hang out with these guys again. So <laughs> let me tell you how happy I am. Right I don't now. remember a lot of it, but it was fuzzy. I'm not going to lie. A little blurry for it's me. It's probably best that you don't. Oh, but if right. you want, never mind. I'm not going to say this. <laughs> so anyways, so you know, like, uh, this is this is right now how happy I am to be here. Well, hey. So, hey, listen. Just, just listen to me right okay. now. I need you to understand so, do you know, have you ever had a cat or like a kitty? <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. I'm a dog. Uh, okay, okay. Had. So, do you know when like the cat, he kitty cat, he comes and he like rubs himself on you and he's like his tail flips up and he's purring and you know, you're like, oh, he's just happy because he loves on me. And then like he starts to walk away and you notice that his butthole is all like pooched out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, the cat is going to shit everywhere. But no, he's not going to shit everywhere. It's just that he's happy because you love on him. And right now, just like the banana. My, right now, my butthole is all pooched out and pink. <laughs> so you're it's, happy to be so here. Happy it's to all poochy right now. Okay, well, good. Well, I can confirm it. It is pooched <laughs> out. I can see it. Listen, I just don't drive my pants for anybody. Okay. But for you guys. I do it in a heartbeat. I'm just so happy to be here. Well, we're, uh, we're, 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 we're delighted you could travel through. <laughs> I'd rather through. you keep your pants on, but we're happy that you are here, Felipe. <laughs> Michael, oh, yeah. you don't have to tell lies no more. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We love uh, you for who you are. Okay, good. So let's look at these clothes. These look nice. I like you've got. Okay, so what I'm looking at here is a wide variety of. We've got some cotton fabrics and some blends of fabrics. I see lots of different colors that I really like for the spring. We've got some blues and some oranges, a little like lighter orange, some yellows, some like teal colors. I like so these. Yeah, some so you're, you're happy with the color palette. So oh, yes, yes. Well, just so we tell nice. everyone that is listening, we had you kind of. Uh, consult us on some ideas what to do and what not to do um and so we got we got all these shirts here and uh and these these shirts are ready for you to, to kind of check out so the, oh. the first one here is the soul agree 
series. Oh, jazz. It's a long sleeve snap button. Um, poly cotton fabric to kind of dry dry quickly and feel yes. light on your shoulders. Yes. So I like what you do with this pattern. So I like it's a little bit western. But it's not like out there. It's not like we got the pearl buttons and like, you know, the gay cowboy thing going on. We don't have this. It's very nice. It's very tasteful. And I love the embroidery. Oh, that was your idea. No, that was your said. I know, but I did not know we would take it this far, but I love it. Yeah, so. This is nice. It's a tarpon jumping on the back. Yes, it is. Yeah, and it's kind of that flood tide. You know, it looks like it's kind of like with the background, kind of like an Everglades type of thing. Yes, exactly. Right in your back door. Yes. Right in his back door. Back door. Oh, you boys. (laughs) I like this. This is nice. Okay, and this one is, is in a blue and it's blue on the outside it's got like that offset blue. orange and you then know. the offset orange in the inside which that's fine that's look at okay. this Felipe a little orange on the cuffs oh that is nice you get the little accent you get hot you roll the sleeves up you mm-hmm. show up the guns a little bit yes exactly. It's exactly. Nice. especially when you get back to the banana hammock <laughs> yes you're I gonna be fishing it. a lot this spring aren't you oh, you playing yes. on it now wait a second wait a second wait a second Okay, that's that's the same thing, just the redfish version and kind of an apricot peach. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> well, so, what the fuck? Is the, is the redfish going to look up at you in this shirt and be like, oh, look, it's the sun. <laughs> no! <laughs> I say no. Well, I you did not tell you to go with this. Pa, why would you not listen to me? What did you t- I tried to help you. What did you want us to do? Okay, it's not that bad. Okay, okay. You like the red fish embroidery on the, the back, red fish embroidery. Okay, you got the tail popping up. That's nice. It's just, you know, like for, okay, if I'm going out to the banana hammock or any other of my places I like to go, <laughs> then then it's okay. And I'll tell you, this, you wear this to the banana hammock, you're going to get a lot of attention because look, I mean, you got tails right. everywhere. You got to shake your tail. They do like tails. You're going to end up in a hammock. Yes, they do. So, no, with this shirt, just the 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 fabric, the feel of it, the general look of it, I am very pleased. I am very, very pleased with this. It is very well done. Uh, well, along yes. those lines and the cut and sew stuff, we got the shorts next. We got the, the tan. Uh, okay, the right what, is, what is the inseam on these? Eight. Eight inch inseam? Yeah, it's not six, or no, it's not five like you wanted. I know you wanted it really short. We had to go Paul. a little longer. Paul, 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 Paul. Well, that's Will's idea. William? <laughs> you know I'm serious because I'm losing your full name. That's Listen true. to me. <laughs> you have to show a little leg sometimes. I know. To I know. eat the free drinks. I, I feel know. like I feel like eight inches is short enough. Right? I gotta go. Sky, sky no, eight inches is not short. <laughs> and it's not Bridger approved. He already told us. Yeah, yeah he needs a good five. Bridger likes the fives. But we got. Oh, the I need to meet these Bridger then. I like him. <laughs> love Bridger. Okay. We got the you know the standard the cr- fiddler crab on okay. the bottom. I do have a question about the crab. Okay. Now I like the crab and he's, he's nice. He's very cute. But is he asking a fucking question? I mean, he just. <laughs> He's clawed up in the air like you teacher over here. Well, that, that's his fiddler claw. It's going up to the skies. He's searching for something. I don't know. Like what? what? I don't know. Apparently, what an answer because he has a fucking question. I don't know what to tell you. 
Felipe. Sorry, buddy, but that's no, it's it. fine. I just no, I like it. It's very cute. I just had to, I, you know, I got the best balls a little bit. What do you think about the colors, the olive and the tan? The olive is nice. The tan is very classic. It's a little bit of like a uh, a little bit of a darker tan. Like uh, a khaki, khaki, like khaki like yeah, 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 a little more, little more khaki to it, and I think, I think that's nice. The green is not necessarily my style, but I think it will be popular with people. I really do. I think it'll be good. I think that's nice. Yeah, and you can blend in in the like the guys up in the mountains. They blend in real good. You, know, you don't want to wear bright yeah. colors in the mountains. No, 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 no. You do not do this. No. My, my brother one time, I take him fishing up there, and he wears like this bright ass yellow jacket. And I say, no! <laughs> what the fuck you doing? <laughs> and he's like, what? And he don't talk like that, but I do, so, you know. Uh, anyways, I tell him he, he has to take that off, and I give him my own jacket, and it, it's fine. But anyway, so let's look at some other stuff. Let's look okay. at the T-shirts, Tribalins. We got a couple. We're not going to look at everything. We're just kind of highlighting a few things. So I am looking tarp at and bloom. Some, oh, yes, the tarp and bloom is nice. It's a, It's got a little bit of a purple hue to it i mean it's blue but it's got a little purple hue yeah, to it sure and and the, the if you the see purple you see purple you know you can see what you want to see Fun. but i just you know listen to me you need to listen to me <laughs> you said you wanted purple i didn't want purple so i went with blue william yes <laughs> i need you to take care of the sheep. <laughs> I cannot work like this. <laughs> and the other shirt you No, s- you fucking don't. The other shirt you said you wanted orange. I went with kind of a lighter. Yes. This yeah, is nice. Rose or red. Yes. You like roses? I do like the roses. Yes. I like this. I like the rose bowl because of the roses. <laughs> you know? So, so yes, I like this. That's so nice. That's very nice. It's very uh it's very classy. Now, it looks very good. We nice got inspired one time when, at the bar when you said, man, I just love the way you, you guys live good and clean. And we, we started the slogan, good, clean living. Yes, it's like my butthole right now. It's <laughs> nice and clean. Well, that's okay. I, I mean, I don't know that we... Uh, Remember, it's all poochy. I told you about that earlier. But it's clean. It is clean. It is clean. It is clean. So, good, clean living shirt. Tri-blend. Yes, I like it. The navy. The flats bone and the permit on the back. I like this. Now, this is the series we're real excited about. The, uh, yes. the Bad Fish series. That's the, the permit. Permit. Likes ruining a perfect day. Can be a selfish, egotistical, fuzzy, erratic, volatile, beautiful, <laughs> unstable, rude, hot, he's, he's reading mother he's blowing, reading bastard. Oh, yeah, you know that so, one. I, I, for a second, I thought you were talking about me. But <laughs> <laughs> no, the la- that's nice. I like. He's got the pink lips. Oh yes, I like this. And the last one, uh, last, last one in that series that we're sh- we have here to show you is the tarpon. So the tarpon, he says something as well. Let's see what he says. Tarpon, a prideful silver machine of ass-kicking, non-negotiable, respect-demanding, self-absorbed, athletic, graceful, clumsy, weather-sensitive, rod-breaking boss. That's it. I thought there that was go. about Michael. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do break last, rods occasionally. <laughs> and then the uh, El Toro Rojo's last one we're going to look at today. Paul? Yeah, yes. What the fuck is this shit? Well, you got the fucking steer horns. <laughs> Coming out of a red fish. Yeah, yeah. Tell like me more bull, about like this. Tell me, more, tell me more about this. Well, it's a bull red, yes. so a bull horns. We thought we'd put it on a red fish. But that's not a bull. That's a fucking steer. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I don't know what to tell you. It's it's bullish. <laughs> we you just think Paul would know cows. He's from uh, Texas. Yeah. What do you mean? That's a bull. That's bull horns. Could be. With a red eye. It's, it's definitely red. Definitely red eye. Yeah, right. He's angry. Red he's, eye he's seeing red. He's seeing red. So, anyway, so that's Paul. that's that's what we're working with. Paul. Yes, Felipe. He gets so angry. How many times <laughs> do I have to tell you I can't work like this? <laughs> I just can't. I can't do this no more. Well, this I'm sorry. I just can't do this. Well, you, you don't listen to me. Well, what did I tell you? Did you hear me say? Did you hear the words that come out of my mouth? This beautiful mouth right here. That I wanted you to put cow horns. Not even a cow. A steer. <laughs> have that horns coming out of the head of a red fish. Did you hear those words come out of my mouth? Well... Listen, you, you brought me. Probably not you called me and say, okay, actually, I approached you in the banana hammock, <laughs> and we start talking. You like me. I like you. And, you know, we were, everything's good. But now, what am I supposed to think? Well, listen. What Felipe, am I supposed to think these, about these? All these blowups you've had over the last six months of working with these clothes, I don't know that we're really going to work with you anymore. But, Paul... I mean, we just wanted you to get up here, talk about the clothes, you freak out, you do your whole... But, Paul, it's because thing. I care about you, and I care about the flood tide, and I want you to be... around your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting awkward, I'm not going to lie. Listen. I mean, listen. I thought we were going to be professional with our listeners. We were going to... I was going to show you my butthole. <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest. I thought we were good. <laughs> We've seen it. But fine, lot, I just... You know what? Fine. <laughs> is, my, is my check in the mail? Did you put my check uh, in the yeah, mail? Yeah, yeah, Will, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. it's in the mail. Yeah, with, you, I mean, you sure about this? We do appreciate. Oh, you said you wanted us to mail it to you. Jed. It's mailed out. It's, it's mailed Jed. out. Okay. It's, it's going to the banana That's hammock. That's good. It's going to the, the banana hammock. Jed, are you guys coming? Maybe. Whoa, you well, should have mailed yourselves. It'd yeah. be like a nice little present. You could have packed yourselves up in a little cake. It'd be nice. Well. You know? Well, Jet? maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that next time. Oh, uh, Jet, I are you working nice. with Sims next or something? Uh, so I call Sims, and you know I tell them who I am and what I do, and um, you know they don't call me back, Jet. But I, you know, I think I think it's going to be fine. It I think it's going out. to be good, Jet. Orvis called me and I told them to go fuck themselves, <laughs> and I said no, <laughs> we do not do this. We do not dishonor <laughs> the our names. That's all we have in this life. It's our names. So, anyways. All right. Uh, well. well, I guess that'll be it for me. Um, I give my check in the mail. We go down to the banana hammock. We have some more pina coladas. You know. We'll we, do it. We we'll have do some it. fun. So, right. boys, hey, it's good look, to see Make you sure guys. you put your pants on before you leave. You're in South Carolina. They don't tend well to that here. Oh, so. that's I, nice. Hey, you're not in Miami anymore, brother. It's not my fault. So. Okay, okay. Thank you, All guys. Right, it's so good to you. see Felipe. you. Thank Bye. You, buddy. All right, Felipe. Felipe. Barbara Streisand. All right, well, he's he's gone. He's walking out the door. There, there it is. is. He has a bit gone. of a Streisand. Yeah, he's All right, well, he's a high-maintenance man. That was interesting. Yeah, it's always interesting. I mean, we got what we expected, though. I mean, we met the guy in a place called the Banana Hammock. What do you want? Yeah, I mean, what, what, well, more, did you, yeah, no, yeah, what more do you want out of that? You wanted to work in the world of high fashion, Paul. Now you're there. Tucker, are you in the bathroom the whole time? 
hiding from him. Sorry, I need more fiber in my life. <laughs> uh, well, I, I would say that was a. Oh, we never were recording. I'm just kidding. No, yeah. We uh, I would say that was a full enough segment where we probably should go out on that. And uh, mm. what are we going to come back and do? Let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do Mike's con- conservation corner. A little, a little talking. And we're gonna prank the fish hawk. And then, then we're got gonna Richard Queso. Yeah, and we gotta get out of here. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Let's well, do it. You ready, it. buddy? I'm ready. All right. Coming back at you in a little bit. We now return to The Amazing Spider-Man and The Incredible Hulk. The Amazing Spider-Man and The Incredible Hulk will return after these messages. Wake up, guys. We got work to do. We do? Well, I've got to get out the morning edition. And we've got to get out the breakfast edition. What's it say? Snap, rock, pop, talking just to you. Sounds good. Kellogg's Rice Krispies, the talking part of this complete breakfast. Snap, rock, pop, Rice Krispies. So we're back. That was uh, a little time, intense. That uh, that whole that whole that Felipe character, man, he was something else. <laughs> he was it got loud. weird. I mean, there was he was loud. Well, he's loud, but I mean, he's he's you know he is who he is. But th- that didn't bother me. It was the pants thing. Like he just <laughs> left his pants down the entire time. Well, then he pulled his damn feet out from the pants and walked out without his. Yeah, just yeah. He doesn't. I told him he was in South Carolina. You get arrested for that here. They don't tolerate that kind hey, of stuff. You know what are you hey, gonna do? I guess. Yeah. Well, he's we'll just he's headed back to the banana hammock. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just so you know, we'll have to leave. Uh, he's got kids and stuff, so he has to go uh, tend to his youngins. Mike took over the captain's. I'm station. in the cap. I got a computer now. Uh, they never let me have hey, a computer. He is, he is a uh, he is a captain. No, I was a captain. Well, I guess. I'm, now it's like an honorary. He has term. a boat, so he's a captain. That's, that's yeah, I, I did, I did, I did say that. Yeah, so if you've Richard got a boat. Richard Queso said that. Yeah, that's or, right. No, I thought, who said it? Richard Queso said that, and <laughs> I, I sometimes feel like I, me and Richard Queso are so close in our opinions on certain things that uh, I forget who says oh, what sometimes. You see, they get excited. We say Richard Queso before Richard, and they want to hear. It. Everybody <laughs> wants to hear some Richard Queso in their life, but but yeah, no, uh, but I yeah, I don't know Richard Queso either. This is all this is all new to me. Oh, you'll meet him here. This is all this is all new to me. He's an odd bird. But he's good. He's really good. He's famous and stuff. So you got to, you know, give him his leeway. So uh, we're going to call the uh, fish hawk, I think, is what we're up to. Yeah, so let me me give a little segue. So I worked at the fish hawk in Atlanta for about eight years. And uh, I think I'd probably prank him at least once a month. (laughs) I'd go in the back with my own cell phone, call the shop. And if either Rob Smith or Ronnie Hall answers, then we're in business. (laughs) If Gary answers, then he's he knows me quick. If I don't know, I don't know. Bobby answers, I can kind of get him. But Ronnie's a lot more gettable. So I'm gonna hold on a second. Let's see. I'm gonna move over uh, to the uh, Mike Benson spot. We're gonna do this. Yep. All right. We got it queued up. So I'm gonna dial it up. Paul's gonna do the talking. Um, yeah. Not that they can hear. They can't hear the music, but we can hear the music. So we're gonna leave it. Let's get everything ready to go. Um, 
It's dialed up, and here we go, Paul. You ready? Man, you're tall. Yeah, I got my mic still a little high. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Fish on. Yes, Ronnie Halder, please. Hold on, please. Thank you. Please visit our website. I love the holding music. That's awesome. Fishhawk.com. There you'll find our e-newsletter, up-to-date fishing reports, specials, and guide recommendations. Also, you'll What's find full you travel information. Classic Western Hello? Hello? Yeah, Ronnie, how are you? This is John Hopkins. How you doing? Good. I brought a reel in there, a Ross reel, Cimarron, about two months ago to get repaired. and just curious if y'all could figure out what the deal is. And what's your name again? John Hopkins. Uh, Ross Reel Cimarron 2. Black one, machined aluminum, real pretty. From back in 84. Ronnie, how are you? I haven't seen you in a while. I'm doing good. You been fishing muck? No. Oh, turkey calling. Y'all must be ready for a turkey hunt. I hear that thing. Yeah, that's uh, Carter or, or Rob one playing around. I got my notes here. I brought it January 15th. How, so how are you up at Cartersville doing? Y'all doing okay up there? Weather's been crazy. Yeah, man. You going to be turkey yeah, hunting? Man. I might go a little bit. I ain't. Let's get out. Let's get out and do it again like we did back in 87. That was a great season. I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. Uh, I don't have many places to go anymore. God, we we uh, ran it around a little bit back in the day, though, didn't we? God, that was a good summer, good spring. Um, I haven't fished in so long, though, Ronnie. I just my legs are just going out from under me, and I just uh, I just I'm going to the Teleco River this 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 spring. It's been good. Yeah, been real good. Hey, Ronnie, it's Paul Puckett. Hey, buddy. <laughs> damn, you got me good. I mean, you got me, you got me really good again. Uh, just so you know, Ronnie, Mike Benson. Goddamn, that was great. We're doing that, That's almost as good as the the, 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 the reel that uh, the guy had for sale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, on, you're on a radio show right now. We're calling you from our radio podcast. Yeah, you listen, oh, okay. you listen to the Barely Live <laughs> sessions. Well, people are listening to you. You're not listening to it. So about four people will listen to it in about two hours yeah. when we put it up. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, buddy. I love I love Man. getting you. God, I love getting you. You got, you got, you got me so good. I'm trying, I'm try, I was trying to, I was looking at the book to see if whatever uh, was in the book. And, and I was thinking that. Uh, who is this guy? I don't remember this guy. We had a good summer that 87. <laughs> hey, well, we'll see you next Thursday. We're coming there for the Atlanta Film Tour. We'll pop in there around noon. On the 10th? Yeah. I am going God. on a... What? I am going on... Uh, Scott Jordan's taking me on a uh, uh, guided trip fishing trip on the Tacoa, and I'm swapping days off with Raw. All right, well, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Don't ever apologize for going fishing. 
Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. got to do it while you can, buddy. Well, I know, especially especially as old as I am. Well, you gonna be working Friday morning? <laughs> I will be here Friday. All right, we'll come by Friday morning before we leave. Good man, dude, Paul. All right, buddy. We'll tell everyone. I saw, hey, I went. Don 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 Johnston's wife died, and I went to her services Saturday, and I saw uh, Tom Whittenbreaker and his son. Oh yeah, Rick. Yeah, and uh, I was talking to him, and 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 uh, Tom's wife came in and grabbed him and said, "We got to go." They were leaving the the part part of the service to go to the uh, um, memorial service, and and okay. I never got to talk to him again. I got you. Yeah, well, Rick's, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Rick's working at Haller Brothers. Yep. All right, Ronnie. Well, we're gonna run. Uh, we'll see you Friday morning, Take buddy. Care. Thanks for uh, Take letting care. me get you. See you. <laughs> Bye, buddy. All right, Ronnie Hall. I don't have the uh, ability to do my class right now. I'm switching. Back. Yeah, yeah. All right. Paul's going back to his station. He's leaving mine. So, well, that was fun. Well, that that was, couldn't have worked out any better. That was no, good. That was good stuff. That was, I mean, that was a really good. Uh, dude, I, I good get him every too. time. Man. I get him every <laughs> time. Do you do, this, do you do the same voice? No, it's always okay. different. One time I called and. And working in a fly shop, you guys know, you know, there's always someone looking for their broken rod or something. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, so constantly. the fish hawk is literally in a spiral notebook. And I call one time from the back and I go, yeah, this is John Roxensmanson. <laughs> so, you know, it's always by last name. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, say that name again. John Roxensmanson. So I kept distracting him in between asking, well, I can remember when I came in one time and we were fish. So I kept, so he kept going, what's that name again? <laughs> Ronnie. Ronnie. And then I go, you know, Ronnie, as a matter of fact, I don't think it was a broken rod. I think I. I had it for sale at the store. It was a, <laughs> you guys were selling it for me. So then they gave him hope. He goes, oh, let me check the other book then. He goes, what's that name again? Ronnie's Ron Schmackenson. <laughs> and I had, him, I had him for like five minutes at least. And then he just goes, I just can't find this name in here. Oh, oh God. So. I am so glad we never did anything like that at the shop to each other. I mean, like, I probably would have freaked out. Yeah, I I don't know that I ever prank called the shop. I never did. I well, don't know if anyone ever did. No. Nah. Um. Well, Mikey, let's uh, talk about something serious. You got a little something on your mind. Yeah, I mean, I figured... Uh, and also, let me preface this with, you know, we, we, we love doing this show. We have fun with it. It's kind of a fishing show. It's fishing theme. We're all fishing buddies. That's what makes it a fishing show. But we're going to start actually trying to talk about, maybe not necessarily fishing, but things that affect fishing and maybe exactly and not necessarily conservation stuff just like things that we need to think about a little bit i guess here and there so yeah and, and i think you know not that not that more than like two people listen to this thing but i feel like if, if we're going to spend the time to, to put all this um on the airwaves and we ought to talk about some stuff that that isn't funny uh unfortunately and uh, things that affect all of us uh, in the fishing world. So, so I, unless you've lived under a rock, and those or, four people right now are going, oh, oh yeah, don't get don't get too down. This is gonna be a pretty short little little piece, but we want to bring some uh, we want to bring some attention to to uh, something that unless you live under a rock, you're already uh, you're already on top of. But um, in South Florida right now, they are dumping Lake Okeechobee. Um, because they've had too much rain this year, just like the whole southeast has had too much rain. And uh, so the uh, Army Corps of Engineers has, has decided they need to open the gates on, uh, on the Okeechobee. Now, a little bit of historical preference. Uh, 
Traditionally, the Okeechobee, uh, which is one of the largest freshwater natural lakes in the United States, dumped through a, uh, a little uh, wetland estuary you may or may not have heard of called the Everglades. Um, and that's how it naturally drained. That, that large waterway maintained itself by releasing water naturally into the Everglades. Now, back in the 50s, um, we changed all that. We dug canals, and, uh, and it may have been pre-50s. Let me preface this by saying don't check any of my facts, okay? Some of the stuff I'm going to give you, some of the numbers I'm going to give you, I got straight from government websites, some of the things I got from, from legitimate sources. Some of the stuff I'm just going to kind of guess at. So I'm not by any means an expert at this and in no way should you take everything I say as gospel however the gist of what I'm telling you is going to be true so back in the day I'm going to say in the 50s we dug canals uh, an entire series and network of canals to control the water flow out of the uh, the Okeechobee and divert it into more manageable areas that was done for two reasons one under the pretext of flood control and, and whatnot, two under the pretext of needing to dry out part of the Everglades to expand South Florida's uh, growing population, and three for agricultural regions in order to control the water flow so that they could irrigate crops. Biggest crop being sugar, but there's also uh, a lot of people don't realize that Florida's the second largest beef producer in the United States. They have huge cattle ranches. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, agriculture going on in, in South Florida, and that's a good thing to a point. But when you start changing the natural flow of a, a waterway that's been that way for millions of years and you decide that you know better, um, you can cause some problems. One of those problems is becoming uh, even more evident today than it ever has, and that is the dump of this water. Now, you would think, okay, so what? We're dumping some water down some canals. Okay, well, there's two canals. One dumps out kind of towards the Fort Myers area. Uh, the other one dumps out. And, it, and I say canals, but they're really just canals that lead into river systems. And then these river systems bear the brunt of this offflow. Um, the problem is that the entire central section of Florida, central and northern Florida there, dumps into Okeechobee. Uh, along with every development, every farm, every uh, agricultural uh, establishment in that northern part of the state, or I say central part of the state, all dumps in Okeechobee. So you have a really polluted lake. Uh, it's full of phosphorus. It's full of uh, all kinds of pesticides and, and, and fertilizers and things that we need to make things work in a, in a suburban and or an agricultural environment. All those things get cached into Lake Okeechobee. So now when you open the floodgates, literally, you're dumping all that into what really are some of the most pristine environments we have left um, in our saltwater areas. Um, you're dumping these things at a rapid rate, uncontrolled, just open, okay? And that's not even to speak for the salinity differences. Um, a lot of people may not realize that, but freshwater fish and saltwater fish are separate for a reason. They require certain salinity, certain pH levels. When you start dumping that much water, we're talking billions of gallons a day. When you start dumping that much water, you throw that salinity level off. These fish can't survive in that. Um, that influx of water changes the saltwater brackish lines that are naturally there, and it, it can kill a lot of fish. On top of that, you're throwing in tons of fertilizer and pollutants and things that are coming from the central part of the state that are now being just dumped into the ocean at a rapid rate. Now, some of you guys have already heard this. Some of you guys have already read this, and you've seen all this stuff on there, and a lot of you are saying, why the hell haven't I heard this? Well, that's a complicated question. We could say politics. We could say um, legislators. We could say a lot of things. But at the end of the day, it all leads back to one major point, and that point is big sugar. Now, you don't know much about big sugar, and that's for a reason. Big sugar keeps their tracks covered. 
Um, they buy off everybody on a state and a federal level. They control sugar proper. <laughs> they, sh they control everything. Um, and, you know, it's one thing when they control their sugar market and they become a monopoly, which they are. And it's another thing when it starts affecting all of us, which it is right now. Um, so I pulled a few facts, some stuff just about sugar. All right. So Florida produces 48% of all the cane sugar that is produced in the United States. And just another little fact, the United States does not export sugar. We produce all of our own sugar. So 48% of all cane sugar is produced in, in Florida. The rest of it is split between Texas, Louisiana, parts of Mississippi, and some other states. Out of all the sugar products produced, and that includes corn, sugar beet, everything that produces a sugar substance that we use in processed foods and or a refined sugar substitute, sugar cane from Florida produces 24.4% of that. That includes corn, folks. We're talking 24%, a quarter of all sugar products come out of Florida. Nine, like 60% of that, 75% of that. Uh, out of the Florida, probably made closer to 80% of that, is all in southern Okeechobee land, what used to be Everglades, okay, is now sugarcane plantations. That sugar, um, like I said, does not get exported. We, we control that. Now, you want to hear something really messed up? The federal government controls imported sugar. So because we don't export sugar, we don't participate in the world sugar market. However, the world sugar market exists. Brazil, I mean, 100 countries produce sugar. But since we don't, we don't participate in it, our prices are not dictated by the world market. So let's just theoretically say Brazil has a really great sugar year. They produce way more sugar than they need. They put it into the world market. The price drops, bottoms out. And we would think, well, sugar get cheaper. So our products that contain sugar, which, by the way, is everything contains sugar, would drop. But that doesn't happen because the federal government has stepped in at the behest of the sugar people, and they dictate how much sugar comes in and out of this country as an import based on, well, the prices. So the prices bottom out. They cut in half how much imports they'll allow so that companies cannot buy sugar outside the United States. They say it's to protect us from a fluctuating market. What it is is to protect the sugar companies from a fluctuating market. It allows them to dictate a price that you have to pay whether you want to pay it or not or whether you need to pay it or not. And all the time, they dictate how much water is flowing into the Everglades, a protected sanctuary of life, both aquatic and not. It's one of the most amazing places I've ever been in my entire life. It's untouched, it's beautiful, and it's being fucked by a bunch of people, pardon my language, who just don't care. Mike, tell everybody a, a little bit more about the Everglades as far as the importance for juvenile fish and uh, the kind of the habitat that's there and why it's important and just, just what goes on there. Well, I mean, the thing you got to realize, um, and this goes for the Everglades, the northern part of the Everglades is mainly a wetland estuary. We're talking grasslands, things like that, and it's mostly freshwater, or it was traditionally when it was getting enough freshwater influx. However, we have a bit of a problem with that upper end of the Everglades becoming too salinic at most points because they don't put enough water out from the Okeechobee. So that's caused problems in the past with native grasses, with um, bird species, uh, because they need certain forage that can't exist in that salinity. Um, also with the native fishes that live in that area, that, that salinity level gets too to a certain point where it's not it's not ha you know habitable for them, so that's already been causing problems for you know shit half a century. But on top of that, you also have to realize our saltwater fish. When you get towards the lower end of the Everglades, you're talking mangroves and oyster beds and things like that. Those mangrove habitats are not just important for coastal species like what you would expect, say snook and tarpon and bonefish and those things. Those things make sense. You you say okay, well, well that makes sense. They live in those areas, so that's where they breed. 
It's also important for our offshore species, grouper, snapper. Um, a lot of our reef species hatch their spawn, and it rides the tide into these, these mangrove habitats on the edge of the Everglades or places like the Everglades. Will in. Oh, we got one in the background. We got Will calling in. We're gonna. Uh, We're just gonna have him in the background. I have here. no idea where he is. Hold on a second. I'm gonna answer it. Hey, Will. Will. I got him on. Will, can you hear us? Hello. Hey, buddy. You caught me right in the middle of... Uh, uh, yeah, we're still pre... Mike's doing a little Everglades preaching. Hello? Hey, man. You caught me right in the middle of some Everglades preaching. Sorry, buddy. So we're going to keep you on, and we're going to talk to you as we go. Sound good? He hung up. Anyway, we'll get Will later. So anyway... Jesus Christ, Will. Hey, Will. Will. Can you hear me? It's not working. It's not working. We're going to kill this. Okay. Just text him. So anyway... Um, so like I was saying, you're talking about something that affects something far larger than just the South Florida area, okay? It affects everything. Um, and it's being dictated by a few really wealthy, really influential people who are buying a lot of pockets uh, in Florida and outside of Florida. Um, and so I've got some facts, like I said. So I'm going I'm to put a little blame on you and me um, about how much sugar we consume, which, by the way, as a medical professional, sugar is a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, if you can avoid it, we all should, but we can't because it's in everything we eat, um, whether you know it or not. Um, and drink. And drink, beer. of course. Yeah, beer, you have to have sugar to produce beer. And sugar has a place. It, it's a preservative. Um, and, yeah, of course, it flavors things, and that's fine. But here's a, here's a real startling fact. Uh, the average American consumes 66.3 pounds of sugar a year, every year. Just imagine a sack, of a 50-pound sack of sugar, and then another half of one sitting there beside it. That's how much sugar you consume a year, okay? And that's just pure cane sugar. You consume another 73 pounds worth of corn-based sugar products a year. You're consuming more than your body weight just in sweeteners in one year. 66 pounds of that coming out of cane sugar, which we already talked about. 48% of that cane sugar came out of Florida, out of the Everglades region of Florida. Um, so in the Everglades, one acre of land can supply 137 Americans for their yearly supply. So we got 300,000, you know, 300 million Americans, give or take some change, but an acre per 137 people. So you imagine how much land it takes to grow that much sugar, even when you're only talking about 48% of them. Um, we already talked about the exports, but, uh, when we talk about pollution, I talk about phosphorus. Phosphorus is a common chemical that is included in the most fertilizers, and it's poisonous to most aquatic uh, life forms. That phosphorus, 62% of all the phosphorus pollution in the Everglades is produced by the sugar industry. There's a lot of other industries, a lot of other agriculture in that area, so you can't say all sugar, but 62% of it's controlled by sugar. Now, they passed a law in 1996 that says, basically, it's called the polluter pays law. The man who dumps the shit in the river has to pay to clean it up. The, ball, the bill that's been put up forward for Clean Water Act is some neighborhood a couple hundred billion dollars to clean up the Everglades. Sugar industry was supposed to pay uh, ample support of that or percentage of that based on the 62% of their fucking participation in the pollution. Uh, oddly, they haven't paid a dime and they don't plan on it. Mm. Nor is anybody pushing for it because mm. they're all bought and paid for at the state level and the federal level. Well, I, I know it's affecting uh, you know the Melbourne area and the Banana River down there. Yeah. They keep... And it, it's sad because such a huge amount of money for tourism and sport fishing and all that is so those towns just survive off that. And we don't want to sit here and be spreading the word that fishing is not good there, but that's just the truth. It's just not. And it sucks because, you know, every month they're like, 
oh well it should clear out in april you know and then they said that last yeah. october and november yeah. it clears they're just it's, getting this dirty kind of well it's also algal blooms i mean that's one thing yeah. that well, all that fertil- yeah, yeah all that fertilizer it increases plant life mm-hmm. growth which algae is one of but algae and plant and life ma- consume oxygen in the water which reduces the amount of oxygen for and the that's fish mosquito lagoons getting heavily hammered yeah that's right well and like i said so you change the salinity of the water you're now producing plant life that shouldn't be there that's growing and consuming the oxygen in the water how do you ex- not and that doesn't even touch the pollution the actual what those chemicals and what the, those toxins do to the fish's bodies that are already alive how do you expect them to live and then just turn a blind eye you won't see any of this on national media at all and and it's because while it's not supposed to be national media it is political if it was an oil spill you'd see it on national and media and the reason is because there's a political angle there uh we all know i'm and i'm an independent so i'm not picking on anybody but we all know that the right side of the of the government is all drill baby drill all the oil they can get the left side is all bleeding heart you know let's let's do wind let's do all this alternate energy and i feel like i fall somewhere in between but that's not the point the point is you'll see an oil spill because one side of the media has something to say about the other side of the media but when you get to Big Sugar, they bought everybody. There is nobody anti-sugar. They made sure of that for 50 years. They made sure that with billions and billions of dollars buying politicians and buying votes. They made sure there is no anti-sugar. So you'll never see a, 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 an actual rant on that. So what we're trying to do is make you aware of it. Bring it up. We don't like talking about too much serious stuff here. It's about being fun and having a good time. But this is a serious issue. So um, look into everything you can. Just Google you know, uh, Okeechobee discharges. Look into it. There's a lot of people out there trying to fight it. There's a lot of people doing what they can. Write to your senators. Write to your to your statesmen. Anybody you can. Tell them you won't stand for it. Tell them that Big Sugar doesn't get to tell you how uh, how our natural resources should be managed. Um, period. End of story. Mike is out. I'm sorry about the nasty rant there. Uh, no, no, that's uh, what we uh, want to do. Needs to be said. It's bad stuff, man. Someone, someone's got to say it. Yeah, and I and I wish I knew more about it, and I wish everybody knew more about it, because if we did, this wouldn't be happening. But it, it's time we all start doing some homework. I did some homework today, and everything I saw just made me matter, matter, matter. I suggest everybody does that. I suggest everybody looks all everything I looked up today and gets and pissed there, off. There is a petition online that you can find to uh, to sign to, to to stop it. So just do a little bit of research, do some Google for about five minutes and you'll be able to find it yeah i want my sugar yeah yeah we could all do a little less sugar paul <laughs> <laughs> go have you a banana <laughs> yeah all right let's do some uh richard queso uh, right. let's just remind let's... everyone uh well we'll let richard remind everyone um uh let's see yeah so we get emails from people we get emails from people and uh they ask richard questions and uh I forgot to talk about old Clouser. Old Bob Clouser uh, was talking about you last night at dinner, by the way. I was talking about Mike? Richard Queso. Oh, he's talking about Richard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Richard's not in here yet. No, uh, yeah, I'm still on the mic. I'll call. tell Richard when he comes. Yeah, all right, all right. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to play the song, and then I'm going to get out of the way and let Richard get in here. All right, get on. Mail sack, mail sack. Why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack. Let's all go inside. Mail sack, mail sack. Oh, well, hello there, folks. Uh, good to see you again. I'm Richard Queso, and we're here again with Richard Queso's Mail Sack. Time to jiggle the sack and see what falls out. Hey, Paul, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I was, I thought you were in here earlier. I thought you were over my shoulder, but hey, Bob Clouser, you know Bob? 
Yeah, yeah. Me and Bob go way back. Bob, uh, big time smallmouth fisherman up there in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, he was in the show this weekend, which I know you were too at the shallow water. Yeah, it was a lot of lot. I'm sorry we didn't get to meet up for dinner like you wanted to, but uh, yeah, but, but yeah, he, a lot of stuff going on. I couldn't believe some of the stories he was telling me about you guys. Oh, Susquehanna yeah, smallmouth. I, yeah, me and Bob, we go way back with those Susquehanna smallmouth. In fact, uh, he doesn't like to bring it up too much, but uh, back in the day, we designed a little uh, fly fishing pattern we like to call uh, the minnow or some such. And Klauser, I, he told me you're the one that handed him the hook that he was like, man, this makes the perfect fly, the Klauser yeah, minnow. Well, Bob was having a hard time with that pattern. I told him, Bob, you need a little longer shank, like a 2X, maybe a little uh, uh, a straight shank hook. And Bob was like, I don't know, man. But as soon as he touched it, he knew. He knew. We also he knew. That you're the one that said tie the, the dumbbells on this side so it flips. Yeah, well, Bob didn't have a whole lot of grasp on physics when it comes to fly design, so uh, he doesn't. Yeah, he's much better now. He's an old man. He's had, he's lived long enough. But he's back then, we were though. we were both young men. I happen to be a little ahead of him on the times. But yeah, well, he's a, doing great though. Oh, Bob's doing well for himself. Yeah, oh yeah. He People loves like in some. Peel and eat shrimp. Everybody loves peel and eat shrimp. Come on now. So uh, I'm here to answer questions as usual. Uh, however, uh, per usual, you've changed the uh, format up. Uh, normally, I just have a, a giant sack of mail and I dig around and uh, answer questions based on which ones well, I tickle first. But w- what's going on? <laughs> we wanted we wanted to touch the sack a little bit and pull some stuff out of the sack. Okay, so uh, you're gonna you're gonna ask me the. We want to be more involved. We want to be more involved. In I can under, I can understand that. Yeah. We're tired I, of you getting all the credit. Well, I, I try not to take too much, Paul, but I am a big part of the right, show. Tucker's going to ask the first question. He's going to pull the first sack. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Let's let's get this started. So, Jonathan Tate from Hillsborough, Texas, asks, Hey, Cheese, when will the term man cave ever go away? Man cave. Well, uh, Cheese, uh, never. Uh, it, Let's look at like, human biology for just a second. A little bit of a little bit of uh, uh, evolution, if you will. Or, you know, if you believe in such things. Uh, man was born in caves. Okay, uh, we started fire, and then we realized we didn't like to be outside, so we started living in caves, and the fire kept the caves warm. So now, as a throwback to such, when a man creates a little den inside of his house that is all his, where he can put the things that his wife does not allow in the living room, uh, we still refer to it as a cave, because if we had our way, we would still live next to fires and burn shit on them, and then we would live in the cave forever. And and that would be much more preferential to, to the system we have in place now, personally, but... Uh, it will never die, and uh, you should just tell your wife to get over it. Uh, if she does not allow to have you uh, uh, a place in your house, build a shed, uh, and, and then it will be the man cave. The cave does not have to be representative of an actual geographical uh, anomaly. It can be anything that you deem as your safe place to bring you back to that Neanderthal base that we all love and have inside of us. So, yes, uh, I don't ever see it dying. I think it should survive forever, personally. That is the correct right. answer. People, the people <laughs> are loving it. People are loving it. <laughs> answer. <laughs> All right. This question actually, believe it or not, from Tony Marcucci. Tony Marcucci, who said we don't deserve to have him on our show. Or well, your show. It's not my show, but well, your show. Well, anyway. So, my trout dry flies don't float well after I've used them for about half an hour. Even if I keep applying silicone cream, dry fly floatants, or sprays. What's wrong? 
Well, Tony Marcucci, uh, too good for us. Uh, you you obviously have one or two problems. Uh, either you are catching so many fish on that dry fly in that 30 minutes that it has been chewed up to the point where it will not float, and, and in that case, good for you. Change your flies, you cheap bastard. Or you are fishing a fly for 30 minutes and dragging it downstream without getting any hits, which tells me one thing and one thing only, and it doesn't take a Richard Queso to answer this question, but change your goddamn fly. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, they ain't ate it. It's been 30 minutes. You tried it. It's done. I don't care if your mama tied it for you. I don't care if your girlfriend said it looked cute in your box. It ain't eaten. Change the fly. Maybe learn a little bit more about entomology. You might even know what kind of flies they're eating at the time, and you wouldn't have to wait 30 minutes to get it back. So, like I said, one of two things, you're doing too well or you're doing too piss poor. Either way, change the fly. There is no product to fix stupidity, Tony. You're going to have to fix it on your own, sir. Well, Nice work, Richard. That, that covers it. That's, that's all we got for you this week. That's, the, that's it. Well, that was really short. My sack is usually a lot heavier when I come in here. Y'all always emptied out real good, but it was always usually a little, little more weighty before I get started. Well, it's pretty, pretty limp this this time. Sorry, buddy. Well, okay. Well, in order to fill the sack up again, I need some help. So, you folks out there listening tonight, uh, if you want to write to me and ask a question, uh, just write to uh, Richard Queso's mail sack. You can do that at info at floodtide.com or floodtideco.com or you can go on the Facebook and hit the Floodtide Facebook page or you can go to the Bailey Live Sessions Facebook page and you can leave a message there for me uh, and you don't forget 20% off of all of your products for a one time purchase if you do write a question and we answer it on the air so please write into my sack I don't like having a light sack I like my sack being big and heavy before I empty it out but I guess that's it alright boys I gotta go fishing I'll see y'all later here we go Richard thank you sir Mail sack, mail sack, why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack, let's all go inside. Mail sack, mail sack, why is there hair in this mail sack? Mail sack, mail sack, it's Yeah, Richard, he's all weird. right. Queso. It's over. That's it. Okay, so I like some chips with my queso. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Richard that. He he's convinced his name has nothing to do with cheese. <laughs> we try to tell him the one. He always spells it for us. He's like it's K A Y S O or something like that. I can't do a Richard Queso voice, but it's it's something like that. So, well, right, Paul, we got anything else on the docket? We done got serious. We done talked about Queso. We've uh, we're done, boys. We're done. We're done. All right. Well, damn, that was a good little show. I enjoyed it. We're gonna phase out. Uh, thanks, Tucker. Thank you very much for having me. Pleasure being here. Um, we missed a couple things this week, but hey, we'll we'll get back to them next time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, boys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, right. keep listening. We'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Chad DeBose, Savannah, Georgia, Missoula, Montana. You got fishing bums spending all their time running a live studio session that makes no money while they're letting their business just fall to the wayside. Period. Perfect. See?